This is the opening kickoff on the country's first FM all-sports radio station. 105.5 FM WNSP and WNSP.com. The latest sports, news, traffic, weather, and timely guests with Mark Heim and Lee Shermanian. The opening kickoff. kickoff. Here are Mark and Lee. Draft day. Boys and girls, finally here after weeks and months of speculation. It's game time. Welcome in. It's the opening kickoff. Mark and Lee, we're with you for NGGG for the next three hours right here on the sports station WNSP and WNSP.com. But our day does not end at 9 a.m. Oh, no. Today, it's the WNSP draft party. Come on out and see us at walk-ons. The final drive will broadcast from 3 to 6. Corey and Michael will be out there. We'll be out there with our new gear on. We have a great WNSP draft challenge going on where you can select the top 10. If you get it right, if you get more points than everybody else, the Traeger Grill from Bailey's TV and Mattress is yours. And when Bryce Young gets drafted, and he will get drafted, of course, we will uh, raffle off or pick a winner for the Bryce Young jersey. It's legit jersey, too, by the way, thanks to the vault. I mean, it's the it's the real deal. Alabama Bryce Young jersey. We'll give that away. And plus, everybody that shows up gets a free WNSP t-shirt. That's new uh, merch that just arrived last week. So come on and get out to walk-ons today. The weather's going to be terrible. So you might as well come indoors where it's nice and safe. Have an adult beverage. Grab some dinner. Watch the uh, draft. And mingle with wnsp personalities how about that lee sounds like party time congratulations on your role in this and nick guys did a great job as did the rest of the staff in putting this together uh last night we had a kind of a a replay of my favorite sports movie hoosiers uh and you know i can never get enough of that theme what happened was as the heat the eight seed took down the number one seed milwaukee bucks Four games to one. Milwaukee had the best record in the NBA. So what? They're done. So what happened was there's about two, three seconds left in regulation. Milwaukee's got the lead by two points. And Spolster, Eric Spolster, the coach for Miami, calls his team over, and he's drawing up a play. But apparently Jimmy Butler is not involved in taking the last shot. Now, the guy's got what 38 39 40 points already he looks bolster in the eye and says give me the ball i want the shot jimmy chitwood jimmy butler you 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 pick your your poison so uh butler convinces the coach to give him the ball gave vincent with a terrific pass over the outstretched Giannis right to butler underneath he scores keep in mind the bucks had blown a 16 point lead in the fourth quarter had scored just three field goals and they force overtime and then in overtime they have the ball with nine seconds to go down by two and mark they never get a shot never got a shot away go figure Um, that's an eternity in the nba you can get five shots that's just uh, the fine defensive player of the national basketball association right there 
Is that what it is? <laughs> Thank you for telling me. I think Grayson Allen, if I'm not mistaken, wasn't he the one that ate the ball at the end? I, I don't. I didn't see the end. I wish I did. The, the, I saw a lot of NBA, but I had fallen asleep by the time this game. You know, I saw the Knicks win. I saw Memphis win, but I had fallen asleep by the time this game ended. But my gosh, what a what a finish for the Bucks to blow a lead like that, playing at home, Game Five, which I thought they would win and force a Game Six in Miami. So who would have thought the Knicks in Miami? would be playing in an Eastern semifinal. Uh, nobody, or virtually nobody. Did y'all predict that on the, the Double Dribble podcast, Nick? No, we didn't. We did say that if Miami somehow advanced, that that would be the ugliest, grittiest, nastiest playoff series that we've seen in a while. The Knicks versus the Heat. Just straight defense and... And dirty plays. Well, it's not quite as bad. It's not quite as bad as in the 90s when the Anthony Masons and those guys were playing when when they were grabbing and clutching and and, and so-called uh, dirty play. I, it, it's changed a little, but, you, but you're right. They're both offensively challenged. Although Jimmy Butler, you know, we don't talk much about him during the regular season, do we? It just seems like when he gets into the postseason, he becomes a new player. Yeah, he's certainly stolen the headlines here in the last couple of days. I mean, it's been it's been a relatively newsworthy playoff. It's been, you know, early on it was, man, look at all these superstars that are out. And then you're getting then you're getting a little trash talk. You're getting a little of everything here in the NBA playoffs. It's it's been uh refreshingly um entertaining. It has, but here's um, something that's not entertaining for the Buck fans. Okay, not only do they get beat in the first round, yeah, they're the number one seed. It's only the eighth time this has ever happened in NBA history. But Giannis, who had a really, if you look at the numbers, what a terrific game. 38 points, 20 rebounds. But let's dig deeper into this. He was 10 for 23 at the foul line. They were 28 out of 45 from the foul line. So if you're looking for reasons, but they only had three field goals in the fourth quarter with all that firepower. And they get beat by the Miami at home. Go figure. I think I think he's just laying the groundwork for the next Disney Plus like feature on him about like overcoming his fear of free throws or something what do you think think i'm on to something i don't know i didn't watch the first movie Neither did so I, I i tried it just, it just i didn't see die. the first one either so i have to bypass on that one but i do know this there's going to be a lot let's see first of all in that state rogers leaves one day you know maybe some people upset maybe they're not and then the next day the bucks who both Nick and I picked to go to the finals, not necessarily win it, but go to the finals, eliminated in the first round. Yeah, and I'm changing my pick now, actually. <laughs> I actually changed my pick right before that game started. All right, very I good, Nick. Air to say it. Yeah, okay. Who do, you got, who do you got now, Boston? Philly. All right, Philly. All right, so uh, eighth time, it's, it's like you said, Mark, I agree with you. It, it has been very entertaining. I think the other entertaining story in Golden State, they they won, what, a total of 11 road games all year. They beat Sacramento. And somebody named Draymond Green had 21 points. How about Draymond? What is his highest total in five or six years? One of the greatest players of all time. Exactly. Yeah. A, a future Hall of Famer. <laughs> a, right. a guy who uses his foot yesterday instead of stomping on somebody to actually score some baskets. Unbelievable. Now, he was great. I mean, he was great. And they're going to need that. I mean, that's a huge win to go into that building. And 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 get you. You're already nodding your head. No, you don't even know what I'm gonna say. What? 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 I'm just disappointed. That's all. What are you disappointed in? In my Sacramento Kings. Because he guaranteed they'd win. Still got a chance. Demontis Sabonis. Still have a chance. Is this the first guarantee that didn't come come through? 
Well, it's not over yet. Yeah, it's he still not over. He doesn't have any moves, man. DeMontis Sabonis has no moves. He just stands there and tries to bully you. That's all he can do. He has no moves at no. all. Nothing. You see how they paint him, though, man? Like, he's out there, like, 15, 18, 18 feet you know, out there. And, and, like, Draymond, whoever's on him, he's, like, underneath the rim. Like Nick, Nick is becoming <laughs> like, such take a that, bud. Just fair weather fan. First of all, it was Westbrook. Now he's on Westbrook's case. Don't, don't We're not allowed to say anything. If Sabonis comes back and leads Sacramento... Nick will come on and say, don't you ever say anything Listen, negative about people, Sabonis. Don't you I ever knock Sabonis. I tried to tell you people. No, look, we should. Listen. I'm saying we need to start criticizing Sabonis. Why are we not watching his game and being like, what does this guy do? Yeah. He just hand, does little dribble handoffs. They leave him open at the elbow. Yeah. Like, you're, you're, you're at the free throw line. Just shoot it. Yeah. I just don't understand. There's a reason he's wide open at the free throw line. But DeMontis Sabonis can shoot. See, that's what happens when you start guaranteeing stuff. It gets to you. It gets under your skin. They, that you start blaming people. You, oh, yeah. I, I, you guys better hope the Kings don't win two games in a row. <laughs> but there's a chance they could. I don't think so. You start guaranteeing the pressure yeah. builds up. It you does. can't sleep. You're irritable. It's not my prediction. It's Sabonis. Yeah. Maybe I got caught up in the, in the storyline of it yeah. all. By the way, uh, Curry. speaking oh, about superstars, and, you know, I think the world, the NBA world was down on Kawhi Leonard, but now it's come out that the reason he didn't play, he had a torn meniscus. My point is, okay, I understand, but why not announce that previously so people don't like, gang up and wondering why he's not playing and criticizing him and everything? I'm still he, he criticizing. Could. Well, you're in that very critical mood today. Dude's got glass bones and paper skin. Get him off the court. Is there anybody you want to say anything nice about today? Uh, Trey Young. Okay. Westbrook. Yeah. Raymond Green. <laughs> you know, just three of the most disrespected superstars in the league. How about that Jalen Brunson? All the haters wrong in this playoff series. Jalen Brunson. Can he get a, 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 a nice nod? I don't think anyone said anything negative about No, they him. haven't. I'm just saying, can you put him? No, you haven't. You, in fact, you praised uh, the Knicks for getting him. Of course, his father being a coach on that team. Helped. You know who the superstar is in that game last night? It w well, not in the game, but Which game? as a result Which? of that game, the Knicks. Okay. Um, what's his name? Um, Mitchell Robinson. No, Josh Hart. Uh, he was good, but he, uh, Nick's on. But not up. for the reason you're thinking. Uh oh, this is gonna be some clownish thing. Yeah, I mean, no, the man was hungry. The man <laughs> was hungry in the press conference. Did y'all see him smacking down on some on wings? During the press conference? Some, some buffalo wings. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but he's right. Mitchell Robinson had quite a game uh, rebounding-wise. He can't shoot free throws, but, boy, can he clear the glass. And with Randall going out with an injury, I, you know, Mitchell Robinson, if you ever look at box scores, the guy scores, what, five, six points a game maybe, grabs about 10, 15 rebounds. Isn't it amazing how many professional basketball players cannot hit a free throw? It is. Well, did you ever notice how the taller they are? Usually. Yeah, and you would think they have more practice than most because they're getting fouled more than anybody else. Has there ever been a, like a like a, you a short guy that has trouble hitting free throws, a guy like a guard or anything? There was one, but I can't remember his name. I can't. There was a guard. Rondo. I, is it was it Rondo? I mean, he couldn't shoot free throws very well. But it usually like it's 60%. the usually it's the forwards, the the centers, the guys over six eight, six nine, six ten. I'm looking. I think maybe they're, they're so big, their hands are so big, the ball uh, feels weir weird in their hand, maybe. 
No. Isn't that what Shaq used to say? The ball was too big or the ball was too small. I'm yeah. not buying it. Because there there are other guys that are equally as big, or not as massive as Shaq, who are good free throw shooters. Um Yeah, I don't it's dude, it's if you let's say you're let's say you're 25, 26, 28 years old, you have been shooting free throws if you're in the NBA for 15, 20 years throughout your life. Right. Come on, guy. I'm not saying you got to be a 97% free throw shooter, but you got to be above 80. It ought to be a rule in the NBA. 80. I'm saying at least above 65. Yeah. All right. I- I'll give you. I'll give you that. Um, who's Chuck? You remember Chuck Hayes, Lee? Yes, I do. He, Te- he came from Texas. I think he was a 60% free throw shooter for his career. But I'm he thi- was a big. Though, I'm right? thinking yeah, he was a biggie, Brown. but he was a biggie. I'm, I know. I'm just doing okay. a list of like the worst right. ever. Kwame Brown was 57 and a half percent. Amika Okafor 58. Dwight Howard 59. This is for the career. Wait until you get to Drummond. Dennis Rodman was 58. Shaq 52. Keep going for Drummond. That's Chris, so horrible. Chris Dudley was 45.8 percent from the line. Jeez. Ben Wallace, 41. You know who was a good free throw shooter? Yao Ming. How, what was he? Yeah. Well, that, that blows your theory about that big hands out of the so water. So I'm like, huh, okay, maybe I don't, what I don't know. What's I don't Drummond? know what's going on. Who? Drummond. Uh, I don't know. He's not on my list here. Oh, he's got to be. He's he's under 45. I don't know, but 45. you know Yao Ming, he was created in a lab by the Chinese government, so they probably like forced him to... Uh, shoot free throws and ingrained it into his brain at a really young age. Drummond was 47.5% from the free throw line in his career. And I think he's still active, right? Yeah, he plays for Chicago. So that could go up. Or down. Yeah. Yeah, or could just keep crashing. It's just awful, man. Like, how? I just don't understand that somebody could be that bad at his job. It's free! It's in the name! It's not like it's a far shot for these guys. Well, I mean, and then you got what a lot of people deem the best player in the NBA, Giannis, and his woes at the free throw line yeah. are the reason that the Bucks are out. All right, and I think that's why we bring up this conversation because every it seems more often than not that we're talking about guys, superstars. 10 out of 23 for Giannis, and yet he winds up with 38 points. I, it's It's crazy. It's absolutely crazy. Uh, all right, so the, a little NBA throughout the course of the day. Obviously, the NFL draft. I had to smile. Um, did you see that? Uh, we'll, we'll have to talk about it on the other side, but uh, one one quarterback in t- tonight's draft channeled his inner Cardell Jones, Lee. Did you see this? I did. We're going to have to talk about this. It, it warms my heart. So we'll talk a little bit about that when we come back. Uh, coming up, we're going to talk some baseball with uh, the Daphne baseball coach, Charles Basford. That's at 6.30. Paul Feinbaum at 7 o'clock. Jeff Bauer, the sports narrative at 7.30 on the draft. Eric Edholm on the uh, draft as well at 8 o'clock. And then Jalen Wayne. It's all about the draft. He'll join us at 8.30. We've got some baseball tickets to give away for the Jags and a Chick-fil-A as well. Off and running. The opening kickoff. Here comes your scoreboard, your traffic, and your weather right here on the sports station WNSP. Hi, 
everybody. Jennifer Hale here from the NFL on Fox. And you're listening to 105.5 WNST in Mobile. There you go. Look at that. You got you to lead a smile this early in the morning there, Nick. It takes a lot. Yeah, so Jimmy Butler during, uh, let's see, with two seconds to go, they're over by the sidelines. Polster's diagramming a play, but apparently the play is not to Jimmy Butler, who's been sensational in the postseason. Butler looks him in the eye and says, give me the ball. I want the ball. Spolster changes his mind and comes up with an out-of-bounds play. Gabe Vincent throws it over Giannis. Butler gets it, scores inside, overtime. And just like that, Hoosiers reboot. I mean, they're rebooting white men can't jump. Why can't we reboot Hoosiers? No reason not well, to. Because it's not an Indiana basketball team? We don't let details get in the way of a good reboot. We have to reimagine it. I see. I think we just have to change the title. Similar to how I think they should just change the title of the new White Men Can't Jump to just something else. Yeah. By the way, I was not a big fan of the idea of rebooting that movie, and then I saw the trailer. I'm, I'm totally in on that. I'm totally in. I'm all in on that movie. I, I can't know. wait. It's no Wesley Snipes. It's no Woody Harrelson, but we'll see. Yeah, but like, have you seen the trailer? Mm-hmm. Where he's like, you know, I, I take, after he beats me, he's like, I take Venmo uh, or whatever, and he's like, I take Venmo, I take PayPal, but you kind of look like a Cash App kind of guy. Like that's that's high quality entertainment right there. See, I feel like that joke did not hit for me. Oh, it did. And for I me. know, like <laughs> Lee would completely agree. Every joke in that commercial, it's not hitting. Like that, I drink kombucha before the game or yeah. whatever. It's like, all right, I get it. You're a corny white guy. Yeah. I'm still. You're gonna. You're gonna see it. I'm gonna come in and rave about it. And you're gonna be like, all right, I'll watch it. And you'll love it. You'll take my recommendation and run with it. Are you going to watch it? The new White Men Can't Jump movie? When it comes to Prime. Okay. I'm not going to go to the theater. It's on Hulu. Hulu. You got you. I got Hulu. I say (laughs) Prime, Hulu, whatever. When's it coming? I I have no idea. Next month? Did you see the original? With Wesley Snipes and Woody Harrelson? Oh, yes. Yeah. All right. There's no need now for me to go with all these stations I had yesterday. We were watching, what, Ticket to Paradise, which was out couple of months ago and now it's comes on prime wasn't worth watching but <laughs> we watched it it was a waste of an hour and 43 minutes dang you really have the exact runtime <laughs> i did i told barbara i said do you want to really watch it she said yeah and even she like we we switched to the practice is that was that the sandra bullock movie no this was clooney and julia roberts oh i know you're i saw that movie it. did you what do you think it it, Left it a was little. it was a uh it was a typical streaming service movie. Yeah. I wouldn't recommend it at all. I mean, there were moments, but no. Overall, it just it got long. Uh, like most. Not, you know, as you put it, an hour and 43 minutes long. Uh, so quickly, um, I had to laugh. Uh, C.J. Stroud was asked about his, um, his S2 score, right, which is the new Wonderlick for lack of a better term. He kind of channel like 
Cardell Jones started trending on social media. I'm like, oh, this is great, right? Because y'all remember Cardell. Cardell said we didn't come here to play no school when he went to Ohio State. I don't know if you remember. You were probably six when that happened. Uh, Triple G. Well, CJ Stroud says, I'm a football player. I'm not an S2 taker. And so the report was that he had the lowest S2 score. It was like 18% out of 100%, which has really been the knock on Stroud uh, since you know uh, the draft process started. But dude comes out. I don't think he was defiant about it, but made it very clear that he can ball, but he ain't no S2 taker. I don't like that. And Cardell Jones started trending because of C.J. Stroud. Cardell Jones, if you don't remember, was third-string quarterback on Ohio State, and because of injuries to one and two, took over and led them to the championship. Yeah, he was, and he was awesome, too. And then and then he decides, well, I'm so good now, I can leave, and he got drafted and did nothing in the NFL. I mean, he had that one glorious run with Ohio State, but never really materialized in the uh, NFL. I, I feel like if, you wanna, if you're looking to draft a quarterback, you're looking to draft the smartest guy in your locker room. Of course. And when this guy says, I'm not a test taker, I'm a football player. Yeah. I don't know. To me, that's a red flag. Yeah, he says, I'm a football player. I'm not an S2 taker. But shout out to S2, man. They probably have a good system, what they do. No diss to them. But I know who I am, and I know what I can do on that field. And I'll do that at the next well, level. The only one he's got in his corner right now is Merrill Hodge, who was on the Dan Patrick show yesterday. And of all the five quarterbacks we've been talking about, Hodge says that Stroud is the only one he would take. He's an insider, not an outsider, an insider. He said, I, Stroud's the only one I would take. He, he kind of was very detrimental to uh, uh, Bryce Young. Bryce Young scored a 98 on that test. By the way, give me your list in order of the quarterbacks taken in the first round hit me up in the app wnsp.com coming up talk a little daphne baseball stay with us right here on the sports station wnsp next pitch diving stop grissom on his feet long throw got him All right, 632, welcome back in. The opening kickoff, Mark and Lee. It's draft day right here on the sports station WNSP. All right, that was a play from the Braves win, but not the play I was looking for. Grissom had a game hit. He had a hit in the eighth inning that drove in the go-ahead and run. The Braves scored four runs against the Marlins because we're going to talk baseball with the uh, Daphne uh, first-year uh, baseball coach. But first, the playoffs did begin yesterday in the second round, and Leroy in 1A. Uh, beat Red Level twice, so they advanced. All right, uh, let's talk now to uh, Charles Brasford, who is the uh, head coach of Daphne. Charles, welcome to WNSP's opening kickoff. Good morning. How are you today? I'm doing well. How are you guys doing this morning? Pretty good. You know, you and I talked yesterday, and I, I, I always feel bad for any of our programs that have to travel up to central of Phoenix City because that's usually with football. How is it to play their baseball team like you have the best two out of three coming up, I guess, tomorrow? We do. Um, tomorrow night, uh, starting 530 their time. And they're, uh, you know, obviously they've been at the top of the rankings for the majority of the year. And uh, they're a pretty well-rounded team. And, you know, we'll have to play, uh, you know, mistake-free baseball, which is kind of what we've been working on all week at practice. Uh, I mean, I'm just not giving them anything extra and, you know, try to challenge them to, 
to produce their own runs, basically, and, and stay away from any kind of mistakes or mental mistakes or errors in the field. And uh, if we do that, you know, I think we got a pretty good game plan, you know, going into this three-game series at their place. Not to be contrarian, Charles, but is it possible to play mistake-free baseball? Something's going to go <laughs> wrong. Your pitcher can't be perfect on every pitch. Right. No, it's uh, – no, we, we've – We've gotten close, you know, this year. Obviously, it is baseball, so, uh, you know, mistakes are going to happen. I guess it's more so just the mental, you know, mental side of it, you know, being in the right place at the right time, uh, you know, just, you know, pitches on 0-2, 1-2 counts when you got to execute, um, you know, at your best, and uh, just those type of, of mental situations that they may get put in from time to time, especially in a playoff atmosphere on the road. Um, you know, you got to make sure to make those, you know, think those plays and those situations to kind of uh, avoid any kind of big innings that they can produce. All right. We know Central Phoenix City's reputation in football. All right. What about baseball? Oh, yeah. Are they up there in baseball like they are in football? They are. They, um, you know, coming as uh, coming back as the uh, defending, uh, you know, 7-8 champs. And, I mean, they... It wasn't like they lost a whole lot. There's a lot of guys on this team um, that were there last year. Um, and they, uh, you know, they're a very well, you know, rounded and coached team. So and they've been like that for, you know, several years now um, at the 7A level. And, uh, you know, it's, it is like football a lot. Um, you know, they, they do everything right. And, uh, you know, as far as other teams making any kind of blunders against them or whatnot, you know, they understand that they got to, capitalize on that and it's the same thing in baseball um very well coached team and uh just looking forward to an exciting series for sure yeah coach we obviously talk a lot about them but tell me about your guys what do you like about your guys at this point in the season and moving forward they our guys have been uh you know the biggest thing is is they've been battle tested this year they uh we only have four seniors so it's a uh, it's probably one of the smaller senior classes that daphne baseball has had uh, in a while but um, we have a heavy junior class and uh, a lot of uh, guys that were on the team last year that, uh, that had a, a very well, you know, record season last year. And so they, they have the experience, um, you know, they, uh, they understand and have been, you know, again, like I said, battle tested this year with a lot of big road games. Um, that was kind of the, why we scheduled the way we did. You know, we played, you know, over at Gulfport in Mississippi, played up in the, uh, the Hoover Perfect Game Tournament. Um, which obviously you always get great teams up there and uh, a lot of big time, you know, road tests and, you know, they, they've experienced that type of atmosphere, that type of environment against a really good team at their place. And so I think that's going to help them out, um, you know, when it's all said and done. Charles, you, uh, you, this is your first year as the head coach at Daphne, but you're no stranger to the, to the Eastern shore. You want to talk about uh, some of the things yeah. you've been able to accomplish? Yeah, definitely. So this is uh, this is my tenth year uh, going into uh, season, and uh, you know I was uh, previously I was four years at Spanish Ford under Coach Boyd over Spanish Ford as his pitching coach, and then uh, came over to Daphne actually uh, four years ago now. Um, whenever he came over to Daphne, and uh, I came over here with him uh, to continue doing the pitching, and then the Alberta. Uh, high school job opened up, and so I decided to uh, to give it my shot at my first, you know, head coaching experience, and head on down there and see what uh, you know head coaching was all about. And obviously, coaching under Coach Boyd taught me, uh, you know, a, a lot about you know what all it takes as far as being a head coach. And uh, 
so that experience and then being able to go down there and start a you know a good program and under uh you know coach mcdaniel as ad down there and, and learning a lot from him as well so all that experience has kind of helped me you know get to where i'm at today and um you know just being at a uh a big time you know 7a program like daphne is uh without you know the previous experience and the years under me you know it uh it'd be a little more difficult so and all the support that we have here and everything is, is great as well so that obviously helps all right charles appreciate it good luck have a safe trip up to central phoenix city and bring back two wins for us all right yes sir we'll do it i appreciate it guys charles bassford he's the head coach of daphne hey speaking of teams of the day uh bachelor service they've been serving the air conditioning needs of mobile and baldwin county homeowners for more than 50 years actually it's around 54 now they offer plumbing services check that box they have a full complement of air purification products they have whole house generators in stock and they offer energy savings maintenance agreements for heating and air conditioning they got that 79 dollars per system tune-up special they are the Daikin Comfort Pro. They offer the Daikin line of air conditioning equipment with the most state-of-the-art technology available. Look, don't take my word for it. Call Rick True. Call anybody over there uh, and let them come out there and service you. They're at 476-4321. You can visit them, bachelorsservice.com. And they, anybody that can stay in business that long in this day and age, they must be doing something right. So we congratulate our team of the day, Bachelor Service. And, Mark, speaking about team of the day, I showed you this. I'm not really aware much of this. I, I'm not really into it. But Davidson High School captured two state titles at the 2023 Spring Esports Championships. Do you get a blue map for that? You should. It's a sport, whether, whether you want to have that. Yeah, but they, they won Madden. Uh, they, it's a football-related story here on draft day. I mean, imagine talking football on draft day. So Davidson gets the state championship in Madden. How about that? They they also, okay, the, the Warriors, coached by Amy Tucker, uh, they pulled off the rare win and runner-up in the Madden competition. And then they also won the Super Smash Brothers competition, beating Spain Park 2-1. to one. Yeah. Now you're going to have to clue me in. I'm not... I don't play video games, and I assume that's what this is, right? Yes. yes. All right. Well, congratulations to Davidson High School. It, you know what's crazy is you can get their offer. You can get a scholar. You can get a college offer to go play esports now. It's exploding. It's it's crazy. I guarantee you, if I'd known uh, 20 years ago, well, 30 years ago, what I knew today, I would have played even more, and I would have told my parents, see. Why didn't you? I'm preparing for my future. Force your kids. Hey, look, guys. You want to go to college? You need to get inside. Yeah. Put the freaking headset on. Yeah. Get the controller and get to work. Look, no outside play to you until you finish your tw two hours of Madden. <laughs> right. Next year, when we go, if we go to Davidson for the championship drive, we have to get their coach you, on. You don't. No, we're not jumping right into the to the regular season. No, I want you going through the training simulations. That's right. We're 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 you're not getting dinner. Into you need, successfully navigate these tricky waters. And right we need here. to hop on Call of Duty and Fortnite yep. to make yep. sure you're really uh, diversifying your talent. And I'd be coaching like I coach you. Communicate with your guys. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You can't go rogue. <laughs> you can't rely on you can't rely on camping all day. You gotta move. You gotta move. All right. You want to do you? Do we want to take? Here's what I want to do. 
Do you want to do it now or you want to do it in our next segment? You know, there's a see here's a th- here's a common thing that happens on this show. Yeah. We'll say we're gonna do something in the next segment, and then we never and do then it. By the time the commercial, all right, let's just do it. And we'll go we'll along. Completely forget what it was that we said, but then we'll remember at the very end of yeah. the segment. All right. So we were talking about the NFL quarterbacks or the guys that look like they were getting drafted SEC quarterbacks. In what order do you think they're going today? Is this or per- tomorrow? Is this personal rankings or is this? No, we're predicting. Okay. We're predicting. Although you can give us your share, too. So, basically, we're looking at five. In no particular order, we're looking at Bryce Young. Uh, Well, I do. I guess we got to throw Stroud in there. Let's do... Th- you have to throw Stroud Well, I was going to say Every SEC quarterback, quarterbacks. All but the quarterbacks. All the quarterbacks. All right, give me your top five and in what order they're going. It doesn't matter who they're going to or what, what number, but I'm just curious. Who's getting taken off the board and in what order? Lee, you want to go first? Young first, Levis second, Stroud third, Richardson fourth, Hooker fifth. Wow. Interesting. Okay. You or me? Um, I'm going to say Bryce Young. Good good, good hot take. Then I would take Anthony Richardson, but I think it's going to be Will Levis. Now, see, got it. Don't throw the confusion. Just how you think it's going to go, not what but you Mark think. Mark told what me that I could. No, <laughs> no, no and that's not the way you we're doing it. You can't overrule me, sir. Oh, yes, I can. Well, look, it's two to one. So you, you and Anthony me, Smash Richardson. Brothers, we'll settle this later. I think Anthony Richardson has the potential to be one of the best quarterbacks to ever play oh, in the NFL. <laughs> I do think Bryce many- Young is the safest pick, so I would take him one. But if you're going boom or bust, it's Anthony Richardson. So I have him ranked second, but I think Will Levis will go second for <laughs> other reasons. I I actually um and then Stroud and then Hooker. You see, I I what think about Levis. I said he would go second. Okay, I got so confused and okay, fine. Uh, after Young, I actually have Stroud going second. I think at the end of the day, all the upside talks about his arm strength, his pocket awareness, his ability to get the ball down the field. I think somebody gives him a shot despite the S2 score. I like Stroud too. I have Richardson th- three, which before I talked to you guys, thought was actually a pretty high take based someone's going to take a shot on him based on his athleticism it's probably oh, not going to pan out but no, i think somebody say, no, hold on. why do you say it probably isn't going to pan out why why do you say that because he has not shown the ability to make the throws and make them accurately he's got all the athleticism in the world but what separates guys like richardson from like guys like mahomes is He's incredibly accurate with the ball. He knows when to get the ball. Comparing him to Patrick Mahomes, the best quarterback potentially in NFL history. Who is? Who's comparing Richardson to Mahomes? I am because I'm saying I'm saying (laughs) no way. I'm saying when it comes to an athlete. Okay, pick another quarterback, another athletic quarterback. I'm saying Jalen Hurts, Lamar. Right. Would Would you say that Anthony Richardson has the potential to be a bigger Lamar Jackson? Now, do we all say that Lamar can make all these crazy throws? No, that's the one thing we know. No, but he had but at Lamar least you Jackson had filmed a watch. You had filmed a watch, Lamar. You had filmed a watch, Jalen Hurts. This guy's to har- hardly played any ball. Thirteen starts. Name a quarterback, and I go back to Trubinsky when he was the Bears unloaded a bunch of draft picks to move up and get him. He had about eleven or twelve starts. That didn't pan out. I can't think of a quarterback that has started so few games and gone on and done very well. If, if Mitch Trubisky 
was built like Anthony Richardson, he'd still be the starting quarterback for the Bears. You know, there's a lot there's <laughs> a lot more that goes into being, you know, how big you are or how tall you are and so forth. And, you know, I heard I had this conversation yesterday with somebody and they were saying, oh, but Richardson throws these long uh, 50, 60 yard passes and can run so fast. I said, all right, how many quarterbacks throw 50 or 60 yards in a game? That doesn't happen hardly at all. Not like it used to back in the 60s and 70s. And how many quarterbacks are running 35, 40 yards for a touchdown? Look, he's not going to you don't want him to start day one. I think he needs to go at five to Seattle. He sits behind Geno Smith for a year, and then he comes out and they just run the hardest-nosed power run offense you've ever seen. Well, here's my here's my issue with that statement, though. Is Seattle willing to draft somebody at five to have him sit for a year? They got two picks, man. That's not even their pick. Why not? Because he's the number five overall pick, and you're going to have to pay him. So you don't think you could get a quarterback like second, third round, or fourth round, Not who's like going to sit? Richardson. You're, you're looking, you're looking Look, at it from he, his... You guys think y'all know but more than any, every Nick. NFL scout who has him ranked going in the top 10? Y'all act like I'm crazy. I'm not saying me. you're crazy. I'm thinking the, the scouts out there who rave about this guy because of the fact that he's hardly even played. And what did he do in college? What did he do for Florida? You know who also didn't No, 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 I'm asking you a question. What did he do for the Gators? I mean, they've had a very mediocre year, all right? And I'm not putting it all on him. He had what one great game. Do, I'm not done yet. He had uh, one really good game at U- with Utah, but then again, it was very pedestrian, the games that he had. He doesn't have the resume of, let's say, a Bryce Young. And I'm going to tell you something else. I don't think any of these five quarterbacks are ready to start in the NFL, but that's just me. Maybe a team that's desperate will, will put a guy in there. Maybe if Houston decides to go offense rather than defense, they'll start one of these guys. But they're not ready. There's not a, there's not a Trevor Lawrence in this group. Everything you just said to knock Anthony Richardson can be equally put to Will Levis, who we all just agreed that he's probably going to go second. I didn't. Ag- I didn't agree that he's that great. I'm just saying we were given I choices. I have him going fourth. We just couldn't get to that point because right. oh. we were still on Richardson. <laughs> but no. I have. I have Levis going fourth out of all of them. I, I think Levis. There's a lot of uh, things there that uh, I, I wouldn't take a shot at. But you asked. We're just rating where we think they will go because you know how these organizations get so enthralled with a quarterback. We got to get a quarterback, a franchise quarterback. These none. I don't see any of these guys right now as a franchise quarterback. Look, Anthony Richardson's going to be that guy that whatever team he is the quarterback of, you're going to have to ban your friends from picking that team in Madden. Shout out to uh, Davidson High. <laughs> Davidson High. Here's your, here's your tip for, for, <laughs> yeah, for next exactly. year's group. Because the dude is the fastest, the strongest, the most athletic, and he's got a great mindset. Dude said that he is going to grind and work hard to become a Hall of Famer. Yeah. He knows that he can work oh, that Nick. hard. And anyone with that type of swagger to their game, I'm all in. I He's hope I'm still working the, here. He passes my eye test, the personality test. And let's not forget, people, we're in a state of the NFL where offenses are so structured. You don't really have to be this crazy, like, Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen, like where you can just pull a crazy play out your ass. 
Marcus Mariota started all last year. Zach Wilson started all last year. You put Anthony Richardson on the Jets last year, they win 10 games. Dude, you oh. just you just did Oh you? my gosh, I can't believe yeah. what I'm hearing. Yeah. This this You got is, a quarterback who is going to get you 100 you rushing did, yards you a game. You did say they would have won 10 games with Richardson last year. They didn't even win 10 can, games at Florida. Because he can throw just as well as Zach Wilson. If not, maybe a Wait, little better. Have you checked and his accuracy? Hundred rushing yards. Have you checked his accuracy when he was at Florida? Wasn't it around fifty-seven or something like that? Doesn't matter. I know it doesn't. That stuff doesn't matter. Okay. Doesn't matter. I the wish I would. Well, I, I get accused of comparing him to one of the starting NFL quarterbacks. Right. And now you're comparing him to the the one weak spot people have said about the Jets. And propping up using using that comparison, saying he'd be better than Zach Wilson. Yes. Okay. This is the guy tabulating that, the stuff tonight. What do you want to say? Tonight? He's going to be worse. This is the guy that's left to this tabulate was, tonight. What, no, you just compared him to Zach draft? Wilson and Marcus Mariota and said he doesn't have to be Josh Allen and who's the other guy you mentioned? Mahomes. Mahomes. So you're you're saying take this guy and you compared him to two of the worst and say he doesn't have to be one of one of and, the best. And I'm, I'm comparing him to his first year. I'm saying right now, and then the potential to you grow just is said he greater. should get drafted in six. You're only going to get more accurate. You're only going to become a better passer and smarter as your career progresses. Your athleticism, you can always lean on. Lamar so, Jackson was elite right when good. he started. According to your first take, and we got to take a break here, but according to your first take, he can lean on his athleticism as he sits his first year for Seattle. Nick, stick to your NBA podcast, please. Look, you guys are sleeping. The rest of the NFL scouts and the people who get paid to do this job, they know what I'm talking about. All right, well, we'll find out. We'll find out. We'll continue. When we come back, a little uh, Chick-fil-A and then Paul Feinbaum at 7 o'clock. Jeff Bauer on the, uh, of the Sports Narrative on the draft. Eric Edholm, Jalen Wayne, all coming up here on the Sports Station. WNSP and WNSP.com. with ESPN. You're listening to WNSP 105.5. Keep it right here for the best sports information in Mobile. Chick-fil-A <laughs> I could eat there seven times a day Where the people laugh and children play Oh, I'm in love with Chick-fil-A Alright, here you go. Because tonight's NFL draft party isn't enough. We're giving away a little Chick-fil-A this morning. What do you got, Lee? Yes, we are. This has to do with uh, Alabama. Uh, Name the NFL team over the years, all of the years, that has drafted the most Alabama players. The uh, NFL team that has drafted over the entire length of the draft the most Alabama players. 694-1055. All right. Come on through, guys. Get that. We'll have some JAG tickets for you. Paul Feinbaum's going to uh, kick off hour number two. Uh, and, of course, I want to hear from you guys. How do you think uh, – what order are the quarterbacks getting taken today in the NFL? I'm not so, you know, coming down on Richardson as I am on, on Nick's take on this. But, uh, see, to me and, – and I agree, I guess, maybe old school. Show me what you've done on the field. And that's – I'm not saying Richardson down the road – 
you know, can't be a quarterback with stature and do well. I don't think he's ready to play in the NFL right now. And, and I could say that about these other quarterbacks, Levis, Stroud, they all have uh, issues. And, and the only issue with uh, the Alabama quarterback, the fact that, you know, his height and so forth, and obviously experience, and that comes with time. I don't think he would start. I think if they draft him, as we think they will tonight, he'll play behind Andy Dalton for a while. But the, my prop, my issue with Richardson is, and I guess when he was with Florida, uh, you know, the accuracy, the fact that he only started 13 games. Yes, I know he's got the physical attributes. But then again, when you start looking at quarterbacks like the Tom Brady have the physical attributes. No, there's, there's a certain uh, thing about quarterback. Do they have it? The IT factor. I don't know if Richardson does or not. All I know is he doesn't have the experience. He doesn't have the resume. He runs fast, throws long. But to me, it has to do with is this the quarterback that, to me, gets it and has it? And that's a tough thing to try to uh, speculate on when you're drafting. I know this. A GM taking Richardson early, it could cost him his job if things don't work out. Can you just imagine, though? You're in your locker room. You're looking around at these big D linemen, these athletic wide receivers. But the guy who's the most athletic in your locker room is your quarterback. See, y'all are afraid of the future. Y'all are afraid of change. This is I'm, I'm, We're breaking new ground here. This is something that hasn't ever happened yeah, before. Hey, hey, Nick, go back in history about athletic quarterbacks who like to take off and run and how long they last. The most athletic player. How many games has Lamar Jackson I'm played lately? Quarterback. He's way bigger than Dude, Lamar. Dude, Michael Vick's on line one. Newton He'd like to have now. a word. Hey, we got to come back and talk about tired take over here. Something you had Bryce Young on the Manning thing. Oh, tripping. Yeah, Time that to was... wake up, y'all. Dude, you're a Mike Vick fan. You, you, have you forgotten that whole narrative? Did you just regurgitate what people were saying when Mike Vick got into the league? Bro, Mike Vick was not built like. This is the opening kickoff on the country's first FM all-sports radio station. 105.5 FM WNSP and WNSP.com. The latest sports, news, traffic, weather, and timely guests with Mark Heim and Lee Shermanian. The opening kickoff. kickoff. Here are Mark and Lee. Number two here on NFL Draft Day. Mark and Lee, we're here in the studios of WNSP. And we're so happy to have drafted uh, Paul Feinbaum for our show this morning, as he is every Thursday morning at this hour from ESPN, uh, SEC. And Paul, thanks for joining us. Good morning. Good morning, Lee. Good morning, Mark. Well, we're, we're certainly glad to have you uh, representing the SEC and ESPN and hope that continues for you. <laughs> obviously, with the news, obviously with the news that came out this week, I have a feeling you're on pretty safe ground. Lee, I, I love doing what I'm I'm doing, and uh, I <laughs> I uh, I don't know what else to to add uh, other than uh, guys remember me, okay? Well, I was very <laughs> disappointed. I was very disappointed when I saw that you know that the untouchables, Stephen A. Smith, Joe Buck, and I'm like, and Paul. Isn't Paul untouchable? 
So anyway, hey, uh, yeah, that's uh, yeah, that's the new normal. I'm 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 just I'm out there like everybody else. You know, another thing too that uh, before we get to the nitty gritty of the show, so Aaron Rodgers had a press conference yesterday, and the Jets rarely ever do this with a newcomer. The last person they brought in for a news conference, impromptu like this, was your buddy Tim Tebow. How did that go? Yeah, I think you you could easily do a thirty for thirty on Tebow's brief stay in uh, in the Big Apple. It was a disaster. <laughs> but uh, it's funny to think about it. on that on that Jets team. I'm trying to remember whether it was Sanchez or somebody else, but but uh, McElroy was also on that team, and I've heard some great stories from both of them about uh, how disastrous it was. All right, uh, a story that came out this week, you know, as we look forward to the spring meetings and obviously the scheduling format and what's going to happen and who's going to play who. So I was kind of – were you surprised at this story that broke that the the SEC has formed a committee, Greg Byrne leading it, to find ways to stop teams from having fans pour onto the field after a, a big win and what kind of penalties they could face? I, th- I think what the SEC is trying to say here, Lee, is this is a serious problem. We are we are trying to tackle it, and we will look at it from from all sides. I do not believe we'll end up getting to the point where where schools lose a potential home game in football. But but I think the warning shots are out there, and and, and I, that that is listen. I don't I don't know. I haven't talked to anybody other than uh, read what you have read. But I think that's the intent. I think it's a big conversation piece in Destin in five weeks. And there has to be more teeth though, because these schools don't care about a two hundred fifty thousand dollar fine. Remember Tennessee last year said we'll we'll pay it. Uh, we had such a good time beating Alabama. We'll and, and that's not that's not what you want from the leaders, but that's what you're going to get because. If you're a Tennessee person, uh, you want to say we we had no problem with that. But if you're on the SEC side, you're also you're responsible for getting the coaches, players, personnel off the field in a safe way. Help us out on this. Uh, we've posed the question, and we'll let you tackle this one also, because you're familiar with most of these quarter. In fact, all of these quarterbacks. So. Uh, in, in what order do you think the quarterbacks will go in this draft? We're talking about Young, Levis, Stroud, Richardson, and Hooker. Starting at the yeah, top. Yeah, I think it will be. Yeah, I think it will be Young. Uh, I, I still believe Stroud will go the second, even though all this speculation is running rampant. Interestingly, Levitz will probably be the third, and then it would be Richardson uh, and Hooker. And if Hooker doesn't get hurt. Could the narrative been changed on him if he didn't get injured and unfortunately missed the final couple of games of his career? Yeah, I think because he would have had a couple of more chances to to show how how good he is, and and I think he's good enough. I'm I'm glad to see him being talked about in the first round. I had a chance to talk to him about two weeks ago, and he's just an impressive guy. Um, in addition to everything else, and I think we forget this guy. Like a lot of people, get beat. He got beat out at, at Virginia Tech. He transferred to Tennessee. He got beat out again. Remember, Joe Milton was the starter in the first game, and then he overcame all that. Uh, uh, you know that works for that, that works for a lot of people. Apparently, it hasn't worked for Stetson Bennett, who uh, whose fans still continue to bombard me and, uh, and others about how come he's not in the first round. Well, it, it, the NFL, it's all up to these NFL uh, evaluators, Lee, as you know. Well, and then his ability to elude and evade probably came into question here during the offseason. 
Yeah, and that's – I don't want to give a lecture to sports fans. Uh, we're, we're in their debt, but just because – Stetson Bennett was the quarterback of a team that beat Bryce Young. Uh, that, that equation does not equal Stetson Bennett being taken ahead of Bryce Young. I've had that conversation with a few callers in recent weeks, as you can imagine. Uh, uh, Paul Feinbaum, our guest here on WNSP. Follow him on Twitter at Feinbaum. Speaking of Alabama quarterbacks, um, we saw what happened in the spring game. There were those that said there's no way Nick Saban's going to the transfer portal. And about 22 seconds after uh, the kid at Notre Dame announces he's jumping into the portal. He's in Tuscaloosa, according to reports. Guys, that was the easiest story, I think, uh, of all time to predict, and I think we talked about it a week ago. That Saban, uh, my, my guest, uh, looked at what he had and said, we, we, need, to, we need to look around. And uh, you know, it, 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 it shouldn't have been hard to figure out, but when – when when the Notre Dame when Notre Dame spring game was over, it was obvious uh, that there would be uh, perhaps some movement because of Tommy Reese. I I don't know. I, I suspect uh, he's going to end up at Alabama. Uh, I, I think that's what most reports are indicating. Uh, I can't believe that he's heading there without some wink and a nod that he will be the starter. Uh, and if that's the case, uh, if we find out in the next day or two, what happens to Jalen Milrow? Does he say? I'm out of here, uh, or does he stick around and, and gut it out? Uh, I want to go to Colorado with you on this and, and the mass exodus of players, uh, which Dion had kind of promised when he took over. But how do you th- – I, I, I don't I'm, – I'm not looking for you to downgrade or, or praise Dion for what's going on, but there's been a lot going on with a lot of these players saying that, you know, they knew right from the get-go that they didn't want them and they were picking on them and all they have all these newcomers. But how do you think this plays out, or do you have a problem with what Dion has done at Colorado? I don't have a problem with it because he's been transparent. And, Lee, this is where we are in college football right now. And – if if this had, if the rules today were the same if 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 the if the rules in 2007 were the same as they are today Nick Saban would have wiped out his first first his first team at Alabama uh, he had a lot of problem people on that on that team inherited from Mike Shula he he had to uh, he had to deal with it because you just can't unload an entire team back in that period uh, and and have enough players to compete. Today you can do that. Uh, I don't think you can easily replace them all, but at least you get players that want to be there and that you that you think are capable. It, it's this is the classic case of watching the sausage being made, and it, it's the underbelly of college athletics. It's it's ugly. Uh, it happens on every campus. Uh, plenty of players are shown the door. It is just not in in live and, and living HD as it is right now with with Dion and. It's too bad, um, but it, it's where it's where the sport is. Okay, you do a lot of interviews with commissioners of various leagues and so forth. I'm assuming that they're concerned about this. Uh, I, I heard the other day in basketball, there's like 2,800 uh, players in the portal. Okay, putting the numbers aside, it's one thing to say it has to be changed, but what? How do you change it, or do you? Can you? can do in the portal is put some restrictions in which i think that you know there are already some more restrictions than there were such as the conference restriction that after the first portal you can't leave during this portal uh, and go to another sec team and play immediately i i don't i'm i'm for a, a free enterprise system um 
and I'm not for t continuing to go to Congress or going here and going there to to get uh, teeth put into it or guardrails. This is this is what we we ended up. This is what players. Uh, this is what students and athletes wanted. And you know, I believe they should have the freedom to move around, just like the people that get paid to coach them. And it's it, it doesn't happen very often, and and we've never had anything like Colorado. Uh, but yeah, you're 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 a player on a one in eleven team. Uh, what do you expect? Uh, I, I mean, I hate to be cruel here, but it's like when you were in seventh grade and you, you show up uh, and and see if you made the baseball team and you're not on there. Uh, sorry. I mean, I'm, that's just that's the beginning of life. Finding out that uh, everyone uh, uh, everyone may not be good enough to play college football at Colorado. There's always some place to play, and and I think that's what uh, I mean. I'm I, I I just think Deion Sanders has to make make the move as fast as possible, and that's what he's doing. And he he will get criticized for it, and, and he doesn't care. He's Paul Feinbaum. I'm curious, Paul. Uh, it's been a it's been a while, been a week since we talked to you. But how has your life changed since your name got dropped in a in a new track by Lil Wayne? Yeah, it was uh, one of the more uh, surprising things that ha that has happened. That's happened to me in a long time, Mark. Uh, I'm finding a lot of uh, Lil Wayne fans uh, in my in my social circle <laughs> that I didn't know. Um, but it. It was, uh, I, I mean, I've had some funny things happen, but th this may have been one of the most unusual because I just don't think of myself as someone that that people of uh, of any ilk, uh, whether they're in entertainment or or music or, or rap, uh, are paying much attention to. And I'm not I'm not trying to be a, a humble guy here. It's just you don't you don't stop and think about stuff like that. And uh, to be uh, you know, this, this isn't some minor. Uh, you know, singer in uh, on Broadway in Nashville trying to get noticed. I mean, this is one of the most iconic rappers uh, in the history of the, of the genre. So do you put this in the same platitude as, let's say, Joe DiMaggio in the Simon and Garf Garfunkel song in uh, Mrs. Robinson? Um, yes, absolutely. Uh, because uh, <laughs> that song was written uh, in the late 60s. It was uh, part of a music, uh, a mu a music score. For the graduate, uh, and and I fully expect this to be uh, my, my calling card. Instead of uh, when I die, guys, it's Paul Feinbaum, comma, who took the Harvey Updike call. Now it's going to be Paul Feinbaum, comma, who was uh, immortalized in a Little Wayne song. I, I was going to add the, also the the comma who also knew the man who knew the the bag man for Cam Newton. Uh, one day I am going to reveal that just to get it out of the way because. No, no, no time like the present. I don't think the guy's alive. I don't think the guy's alive anymore. I will, I will give you that. Uh, so the the bag man is dead. <laughs> There's the headline. It's gonna, it's gonna knock the NFL draft off the front pages in the state of Alabama. Yeah. Before we let you go, Paul, though, as uh, you got your name dropped, but here at WNSP, thanks to WNSP Productions, our own legend got his whole, got a whole track. Take, a, take a listen to this little ditty in and see just how jealous you can be. It's good stuff right here, Paul. Lee's social circles have just grown dramatically. Hail from the Garden State, born to be a big star. Thick ass wallet full of Chick-fil-A gift cards. Man steady grinding for the sun, even shining. Couple fake teeth, but they're all made of diamonds. The haters jealous because they know they can't be us. Riding through the town, windows down in the Prius. Cops 
So lucky he's not a public defendant Cause he'd never let a client ever finish a sentence L to the E Lee be the OG in the AM he playing What do you think, Paul? Playing like a bro Wow Somebody at the company uh, is probably going to be checking time records this week for... for, for Hey, hey, Lee, I, I, I hope you're in good health, and I ask that for a specific reason. Uh, because so far. As, because, Lee, as long as you're alive, I, I am uh, not the, the most uncool guy in, in sports radio, so please hang in there. <laughs> so far, so good. I'm just saying, you got the name <laughs> drop, but he got a whole track. I mean, imagine the things we could do for you, Paul. If things don't work out well, at ESPN. What, now, that, now that you've played that, I dare you. I double dare you to play the uh, just just, uh, just 15, 20 seconds of the Little Wayne song with, with me and see see how that goes. Well, yeah, we tried to find enough of it to be clean enough to run, but uh, I'd be out before <laughs> e- the, the next the next cut at ESPN. No. Yeah, yeah, the only thing you can play from that song is, is, is where he mentions my name. Yeah, yeah. Well, hey, Paul, congratulations. Well, uh, somebody deserves a lot of credit for, for showcasing Lee Shervanian. That that would be uh, Nick Wiggins, our producer and, and program director over there. But, hey, congratulations well done, well done. On, on breaking through with your celebrity status finally with your, with your, with your song. And, uh, hey, enjoy the NFL draft, man. We appreciate you being on with us. Thanks, guys. See you next week. Yep. It's Paul Feinbaum, ladies and gentlemen. All right, scoreboard traffic and weather are next. Um, coming up at 7.30, we'll get back to uh, the draft with Jeff Bauer, the sports narrative. Uh, Eric Edholm will also join us at 8 o'clock. We'll pose those same question, that same questions to them about the quarterbacks. And uh, and Jalen Wayne's going to be with us, too. Maybe he could tell us which quarterback Little he... Wayne. <laughs> Maybe Jalen Wayne could tell us which quarterback he thinks could get him the ball efficiently and effectively. just today hey come on out to walk-ons man the party's tonight we want to see you there we got tons of giveaways you'll be playing our wnsp draft challenge for traeger grill we're giving away a bryce young alabama jersey man it's gonna be a lot of fun come see us This is Blake Stein, former Spring Hill Badger and Kansas City Royal, and you're listening to WNSP Sports Radio. You can't teach that. You can't coach what Anthony Richardson has. It's just natural gifts and skill set that you have in one package, which if you designed a quarterback to play in the NFL in 2023 and beyond, it's going to look like Anthony Richardson. Here's what I'm talking about. Watch this play. You have a naked bootleg, and there are not one but two defenders. One of them should be able to get him. Neither of them do. He gets the pirouette in the air and yet still has the presence of mind to keep his eyes downfield, finds the wide open receiver in the back of the end zone, delivers a perfect pass. That's why he may look Wait a minute, wait a minute, stop. The receiver was wide open. Oh, never mind. Never mind. Take him first, everybody. The receiver was wide open. Amazing. You designed a quarterback in a lab to play in the NFL this year and beyond. It would be Anthony Richardson. Mm-hmm. Yes, you would. Well, you would. 
Uh, welcome back in. It's the opening kickoff. Um, you guys can jump in at 694-1055. Guys, uh, you need to get in touch with my guy, Aiden Marks, over at Medicare Insurance Advisors. If you're within a year of retiring, um, if you're 65, maybe you, you're still working, you have benefits through your company, uh, you're going to have to get educated real quick on Medicare. Uh, for the record, Aiden Marks of Medicare Insurance Advisors does not sell you insurance. He simply educates you, informs you, and helps you make the right decisions about your proper coverage. So that's what Medicare Insurance Advisors is. It's a community resource for the senior market. They want to be different from other agencies, right? They provide a custom experience, right? It's not just about enrollment. Uh, but for their clients and the community, it's about getting you ready for your open enrollment and then staying with you if you have any questions as Medicare continues to evolve and change. So give Aiden Marks of Medicare Insurance Advisors a call, 463-0031. He's local. Uh, he has a, a place right there, um, Highway 98 across from Terry Thompson Chevrolet. Give him a call. That's Aiden Marks of Medicare Insurance Advisors. Uh, we got a phone call. Let's take a phone call while we have a chance. It uh, Go ahead, caller. Welcome to WNSP. Hey, guys. It's Alabama Nature Boy. Hey, hey man. Um, uh, Richardson is just Cam Newton 2.0 to me. Um, you know, Cam kind of consistently got his head knocked off, played with injuries, won't be remembered as one of the greatest of all time. He was good, won MVP once, but n nowhere near the greatest. Thank you, sir. And he took a team to a championship uh, in that one year at Auburn. Plus, he also took a junior college. I mean, he had a lot on his resume. Uh, unfortunately, you know, Richardson does not. Now, that's not to say down the road, but uh, I don't think any team that drafts him is looking at starting him right now and bringing him in. You know, it's one thing to throw long. And it's one thing to, to run fast. But you still have to have that experience. And the only way you get that, of course, is on the playing field. And he didn't have much of that at Florida, unfortunately, because he was injured a lot. Oh, there was a nature boy. You get it, man. You see what I'm looking at here. Just like Cam Newton. Cam Newton was awesome in his prime. He won an MVP. He just said that he's going to be MVP 2.0. That's what I heard. Uh, I think <laughs> I, I, I don't think that's <laughs> what he meant, though. I, I think he was saying he's a smaller version. Did I interpret that correctly? He's that's what he smaller. was saying. A smaller version of Cam. No, he said he was. No, he, his point was he, he the comp is like Cam Newton. And then he Nature Boy then pointed out all, all the deficiencies uh, that 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 came with Cam Newton. Now, what Nick's trying to do is take what he said and make it in his own right cam newton and, and they're to a super bowl cam newton won an mvp if he's going to be the 2.0 version of that i'm in all right i'll tell you imagine this. if cam newton but ran a 4-4 people nick let me just say this i probably will not be here when richardson takes a team to the super bowl so Who's hoping now that yeah, well, Anthony Richardson takes whoever he gets? Year, yeah, I was going to say. <laughs> who's hoping that? Who's now like the biggest Anthony Richardson fan in the world hoping he wins? An, uh, Y'all put me in these boxes where I have to defend these people. Oh, no. I think you put yourself in your own box with the with your superlatives. Y'all are all just haters. Y'all hate on my guy Draymond. Y'all hate on my guy Russ. Y'all hate on my guy Trey. Just, just put holes in your box. Y'all so hate on my guy breathe. Matt Ryan. Apparently you're not breathing. And Matt Ryan. Welcome to the Cool Kids Club. Now we got a whole starting five. Yeah. Uh, Jeff Bauer, the sports narrative is next right here on the Sports Station WNSP.
Alabama fans, thank y'all so much for all the love and support. You guys um, are fantastic fans, cheering loud every game, um, supporting us, loving us. Um, we're super appreciative of y'all. Thank you for taking in me and my family. And there's no better fans than y'all. Roll Tide. 732, that's the voice of Alabama or former Alabama linebacker Will Anderson as he preps for the NFL draft. That's the other question. Is he the first or second defensive player taken tonight? Might be something we need to get into. Yeah, maybe we've got the answer coming up for you when we get to uh, Jeff Bauer. But first, some headlines. How about Davidson High School? Two state titles at the 2023 Spring Esports Championships. First time that we've uh, had a headline like that in quite some – well, really. And as we talked about, kids are getting scholarships for this to go on to college. Uh, the eighth seed – uh, Miami Heat became the uh, eighth team, eighth number eight seed to ever win a opening playoff series. They beat the Bucks 128 to 126. They'll take on the Knicks in an Eastern Conference semifinal. From the sports narrative, Jeff Bauer, a real good friend of ours, to the station, the opening kickoff. He's in Kansas City for the draft. He'll be with Roger Goodell tonight. Good morning, Jeff. How are you? Thanks for joining us at such a late notice. Good morning. Mark Lee, how are we doing, guys? Yes, me and Raj had some uh, barbecue at Arthur Bryant's last night, and we are uh, ready to roll for the NFL draft from Kansas City. Before we get into some of the uh, questions, issues, and things like that, so what kind of an evening do they, you know, lately they've been bringing in all these musical groups, rock bands, things like that. What's in store in Kansas City tonight? Oh, man, they have got it loaded up, my friend. Uh, we have... So this year, Kansas City has done it where, you know, normally they have, you know, you have the whole NFL experience thing with, with all kinds of interactive stuff happening. And this year it's set right there at the World War I Museum, and the stage is built and all that stuff. But Kansas City has gone out of their way to build their own on the north end of the stadium. And so they have a whole experience on that end that they're calling the KC experience. And uh, they have stuff up there. And then after uh, after each night of the draft, we have concerts. We Tonight we have have fallout boy i know a favorite of yours lee i know you have your fallout boy tattoo on your arm um tonight for mark we have motley crew or uh, tomorrow night motley crew playing friday night and then um saturday night will be thundercat so it is going to be a wild time with me and a few hundred thousand of my friends so you're 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 what's the what's your favorite fallout boy track oh i have no idea <laughs> <laughs> That's not my jam. However, will I be attending Motley Crue? Oh, yeah, definitely. Child of the 80s. Jeff Bauer, Sports Narrative. Question we've been raising uh, in, in order, the quarterbacks that we've been naming, give us your order of how you think they'll go in their draft. Young, Stroud, Levis, Richardson, and Hooker. Young, and then who knows? But uh, <laughs> I will say, your Alabama boys are going to uh, get a chance to put up an interesting, um, interesting record. It's been since the year 2000 that one school has produced the first and the second overall pick. Uh, any guesses? Do you want to take a guess at who the last school to do that was? Miami. No. It was actually Penn State, Penn State. with Courtney Brown <laughs> and LeVar Aaron. Oh, that's a good pull. Two picks that year. Yeah, I remember that. That's uh, yeah. so. Do you like Do you like Will in the number two spot though? Uh, you know it's interesting. So I, I think that um, when when it comes to draft time, a lot of teams, you know, look, Will Anderson's the easiest 
the safest, the best player in this draft. There is no question about it. The character is off the charts. The guys put up production. He is absolutely has all the things you want to be a cornerstone of your franchise for the next 10 to 15 years. That being said, when it comes to draft time, we saw it last year, as a matter of fact. Teams draft on ceiling, not floor. And we saw last year with Trayvon Walker going ahead of Aiden Hutchinson, right? We saw somebody saying, I'm going to bet on the traits, I'm going to bet on this stuff, and of course that means Tyree Wilson. Now, there was a little bit of a late rumor that came out last night about Tyree Wilson's foot. That could be someone trying to get him to slide a little bit because, as we know, everything this time of year is about smoke and about positioning and all 32 teams competing on the same field at the same time. So I think there's still a chance that Tyree Wilson is the pick there at two because I don't think Houston's going to be able to get out. I think they've pretty much resigned themselves to the fact that unless somebody out of the blue calls them to move up, I think Houston's going to end up getting stuck at two and they're going to take either Will Anderson or Tyree Wilson. Uh, after that, I think Arizona will desperately try to trade out uh, and may take even a lesser deal. Uh, you know, we heard a couple weeks ago that there was, there was talk about the Titans and the Cardinals had already been talking. I have a feeling that there's something in place there. I could very easily see the Titans jump up to three, take C.J. Stroud, who I think would be the next player off the board. You would think, but then all this stuff around Stroud has been just wild with the with the S2 testing, with bailing on the Manning camp, with, with just all of this weird stuff that's come up that's caused his stock to just plummet. And then you have all the Will Levis stuff and, you know, crazy Reddit posts. And, yeah. man, it, this is so much fun. I mean, we've got everything but the gas mask bong this year, so that's fun. Um, There's still time. I think, I think it'll be Stroud next. I think Levis will go to the Colts at four. And then Anthony Richardson is going to be interesting to see because I think, you know, there's so much potential there. But I could see him start to slide. And I think one of the fascinating things we've seen out of the draft, especially in the last few years, we saw it last year most especially, teams say, if I'm not getting that bona fide star, if I'm not getting Trevor Lawrence, do I really want to gamble on the next guys down thinking, well, I got to have one, right? I mean, we, we saw obviously in that draft, Zach Wilson, Trey Lance, Mac Jones, now all of them possibly on different teams coming up. So that's the thing I think you're seeing is these, these lesser teams are saying, man, if I, don't, if I don't believe in a guy, I'm not going to draft him. And I think a guy like Richardson could slide down the board. Hell, he might get all the way to the Texans back at 12, and they may just take Richardson, which might be the guy they wanted it to anyway. Biggest surprise in the first round of the draft tonight will be what? I think we're going to see late. I think we're going to – well, first of all, I think we're going to see a big move uh, from someone out of nowhere. Um, I'm hearing a little little bit of buzz about the Miami Dolphins possibly trying to jump back up into the first round uh, to get Jameer Gibbs. Uh, I think that you're going to see a, a, their late um, – late in the draft, and obviously here in Kansas City, everybody's going to stay the duration because the Chiefs have the last pick. And so I think you're going to see a lot of movement there late. I think you're going to see some surprise names. You could see guys like Jack Campbell. You could see um, some some of those guys that I think are going to slide. And then and the biggest thing is the, the other part I think will surprise, I think this receiver class is going to slide a lot further than people think. I think Jackson Smith and Jigba will go off pretty early, probably in the top 12 to 13 picks and then after that I think you could see these receivers slide a ways and and there may be a plethora of receivers for wants to jump up and come get them Jeff Bauer the sports narrative Arca, you brought up Miami explain to our listeners they don't have a first round pick why 
<laughs> well, uh, they lost. They forfeited the first of their first-round picks uh, in order to uh, because the tampering with Tom Brady, uh, with the owner and all of that stuff. You know, when Tom Brady was gonna was leaving the Patriots and he was gonna come to the to uh, you know eventually came to the Bucks, but there was a lot of talk about him going to the Dolphins. That stuff kind of leaked out. The league punished them, took away that first-round pick. Big punishment there. And then, uh, so that's why there's only 31 picks this year in the first round, not 32, because uh, you have the forfeited pick. Uh, but, you know, they also had another first-round pick that they, they traded away. Man, the uh, the Dolphins just don't like drafting. You know, they're kind of like the Rams, uh, and uh, we'll see how that works out for them. But, uh, yeah, I, th- I think a lot of this um, – but I, I've heard that they're very high on your guy, Jameer Gibbs, and that they could get as high as 20 with Seattle to uh, jump off the board and try to land him. What's the over-under and as to uh, the fan base that's going to be the most upset in the first round? Ooh, that's a good one. Um, I mean, you always have your favorites. You know, you always have your guys, uh, the, the people like my Jets, who sit around on draft day and boo, boo everything, uh, as we've done for the last 30 years. Although, you know, Jets fans are pretty happy these days with uh, Aaron Rodgers in the building finally. So, um, but I think the Jets are a great possibility there because now that you've traded from 13 to 15, it seems like a small thing. But when you consider that if they're desperate for an offensive tackle, they may all be gone by then. And so now you're kind of scrambling. You're trying to figure out if you need to move up, if you need to move down. Um, I think that's a possibility. I think uh, Washington is a possibility for a team that will kind of sit there and say, oh, man, because that top talent tier – of players really goes about 12 or 13 deep and then you kind of take a step down and then the next tier is you know runs around 12 to 13 right around about 26 25 26 uh, of first round prospects and so all those teams in the margins i think dallas is a team that's you know traditionally going to be disappointed you know if if Cowboy fans, you know, they love their sizzle. They love Jerry. They love all that stuff. And I think if the Cowboy fans walk away with a guard or a tight end, even though he might be the best guard or the best tight end on the board, I still think Cowboys fans are going to be disappointed. Like, oh, man, we could have had this guy. We could have had this guy. You know, why didn't we trade up for Bijan? Blah, blah, blah. Say, so, oh, I want to mention, you mentioned Will Anderson and kind of gave us the indication that he may be the most ready player. But that was the narrative with Jalen Carter a while back. Where does he go yeah. and has is he moving up or down? Oh, very much down. Uh, so Jalen Carter has had himself an awful um, draft process here between the arrest uh, for racing and all of that mess. Uh, then he shows up to his pro day looking like you and I with our shirts off. It's not great. Um, it, it just And then, you know, there's just been maturity issues. There's been motivation issues. People saying that at Georgia they had to just stay on him all the time. Does he really love football? All of these questions. So I think Carter will easily get to the fifth pick at Seattle. And Seattle's an interesting team because Seattle's a team that traditionally doesn't really care about character. They, they just want talent. <laughs> but, maybe, but maybe that's changing. And if Seattle passes on Carter, let's, and let's just say Will Anderson falls in their lap with them, so they take Will Anderson um, because you've had quarterbacks go early, right? So Jalen Carter passes. I've heard that Detroit, Vegas, and Atlanta, the next three picks, do not want Jalen Carter. So now, boom, 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 he falls down the board. Maybe he does land in the Bears' lap at nine as they've wanted. However, the Eagles at 10 are hunting. 
and they want Jalen Carter. And there's a possibility that the Eagles trade up, say, to Atlanta at 8 just to get ahead of the Bears, take Jalen Carter, Atlanta drops down to 10, and they still take the guy they want, which I believe is B. John Robinson. Are the Jets a uh, Super Bowl contender now with Rodgers, your Jets? As I'm wearing nothing but Jets gear and my Jets footy pajamas right now, yes. <laughs> yes, sir. Um, I think it's going to be – I think they believe they are, especially, right? I think, you know, they still need to add the O-line. They still need to add the Z-tackle. They can do all of those things. I think you're going to see a lot of moves, especially here after the draft. Rodgers says he's committed for more than one year, but it's Aaron Rodgers, so you never know. He might he might go into the darkness and, and never come back. So – I think that's a possibility. However, I think that with with Aaron Rodgers on this team, the way they played last year, winning seven games with basically, you know, Lee at quarterback, I think this is a team that has a real chance to contend and maybe even bring home a second Lombardi. So uh, when you hung out with Roger, uh, did 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 you guys hug it out? Did did you give him some tips on how to do that, or um, how, how did that play out? You know, that's it's one of those things. Roger is a guy that, you know, he gets a bad rap, but also he does it to himself. My biggest problem with the league in general, and, and this goes right to him and, and, you know, over barbecue, I say it straight to his face, which is stop being reactive. Be proactive. Look at what baseball has done. They said, look, we are losing fans. We are losing stuff. We're going to change it up. And, man, I don't know if you've watched a baseball game recently, but it's great. Like, the product is great. You've improved the product. This is what I say to the NFL. Don't rest on your laurels. Move forward. Make changes. Be aggressive, right? And, you know, not, not crazy. I mean, we don't need the XFL out there. But, that's the thing that I would always say is, like, I, I think the league needs to be, you know, like, look, you're number one. There's no question. You're about to do an event where just a bunch of people are picked, and 30 years ago it was done in a ballroom where nobody watched, and now it has 250,000 people going to be here over the weekend. So it's an incredible thing, but make sure you stay on top of it. Make sure you stay proactive to keep making the game better. Jeff, great stuff, man. How can people get the latest and greatest on all things draft-related? I will be uh, live tweeting the draft at Sports Narrative. If you don't want your picks tweeted, don't follow me um, because I'm going to try to tip as many picks as possible. I think it's going to be a lot of fun, and we will be live on the radio here in Dallas uh, at, at 1310, the ticket on the Sports Day app, and uh, listen to the, the draft done wall-to-wall, first pick to last. Hey, man, have a great time. Enjoy the draft. We'll be in touch. Thanks for everything. Yes, sir, gentlemen. I'll save you some barbecue. There you go. Uh, Jeff Bauer, uh, Bauer, the sports narrative. We come back. We'll visit with David McCrary, LCM Motorcars. Eric Edholm will join us at 8 o'clock to talk about the draft. We have uh, South Alabama baseball tickets to give away. Jalen Wayne's going to join us. You need to join us tonight at Walk-Ons for our WNSP draft party. Uh, the final drive will be out there from 3 to 6 broadcasting. We'll do our WNSP draft challenge up for grabs. The Treasure Grill from Bailey's TV and Mattress. We're going to give away a Bryce Young Alabama jersey, compliments of the vault. We have WNSP t-shirts for everybody who's coming. There's no reason to get out there. Come hang with us. You can debate Triple G. You can have a beer with Lee. Whatever your heart desires. Let's see who can drink Shervanian under the table tonight. We'll see you at Walk-Ons. We'll wrap up hour number two next. My name is David Palmer, and I'm on WNFC 105.5.
The opening kickoff continues on WNSP, and it's time to highlight the cars of the week with David McCrary at LCM Motor Cars in Theodore. Welcome back in. LCMMotorCars.com. Go check out all the inventory. That's where you'll find it before you even go out to LCM Motor Cars. But look, LCM Motor Cars is just a local company bringing honesty back to the automobile business. Number one place to shop for quality pre-owned vehicles right there in Theodore. Uh, they've remained a fixture in the community since 2002. And now we are joined by David McCrary of LCM Motorcars and LCMMotorcars.com. David, you guys are set up for weather just like this, sir. Yes, we are. Um, we've got the carport. You're more than welcome to come look at anything. We'll pull them in there and let you check them out. And you're welcome to drive them in the rain as long as we're careful. But we're not going to have rain but half the day today, so let's get that past us and have a great weekend. All right, so what you got on the lot that, I, that guys like me, Triple G over here, and Lee need to go come check out? You and Lee, we got some small SUVs, um, plenty of them in stock, and great, great gas savers. All right. Uh, do you have a step stool for Lee to, to use to get up into the into the vehicle? I said small SUV. <laughs> That's a good point, right we, there. We've got some big ones as well. We've got we got a great inventory. Well, we keep we keep a good range of any kind of car that anybody wants. So if you're not giving us an opportunity, you're um, I'm not being arrogant saying this, but you're missing out because we've got a great inventory. We keep some very nice Highline cars, all the way down to some cheap cash cars. We've got box trucks, we've got boats, we've got Corvettes. I mean, like we talked about the other day, just give us an opportunity to at least um, give us a look. Sounds good. Hey, tell everybody uh, where you're located and what's the best time to come see you. We're at Highway 90 and Plantation in Theodore. That's exit 15A, one mile south of I-10. Like um, Mark said, you can go to the website, lcmotorcars.com, or you can give us a call at 251-375-0068. Hey, man, thanks for everything. Have a great week, and we'll be in touch. Yeah, y'all do the same. Thank you. That's Dave McCurry, LCM Motorcars, LCMMotorcars.com. Make sure you go check it all out. Go go check out all the stuff, man. It's a, it's a cool setup they got out there in Theodore. Uh, you guys can jump in, 694-1055. We're having a heated debate over which quarterback gets taken uh, in the NFL draft, and you can join us in that in what order. You can give us a call, 694-1055. The other story, too, uh, Steve Sarkeesian had a, uh, was at the Touchdown Club of Houston Talked about a number of things. One about how Texas isn't looking at the SEC because it's down the road, blah, 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 blah. Interesting insight, though, into Arch Manning. First of all, Arch is not starting, but he made it very clear that Arch did not pick Texas over Alabama and others because of NIL. He picked it because it was Texas and got interesting advice, apparently, from Archie Manning the patriarch, patriarch of the uh, the family. Yeah, he's not taking any NIL money until he starts or actually plays a lot. And, you know, that's another – that's going to be an interesting uh, scenario to follow. Ewers, who was the starter last year, was hurt, then came back. He did well. So he, he wins the starting position coming out of spring. But, Mark, that's spring. What happens in the fall? Does Ewers hang on to the job? Uh, I would suspect he would. I don't know if Sarkeesian would thrust a true freshman into the starting lineup – especially in game two against Alabama, which will be one of the most ballyhooed games. And Sark can stay, say what he wants about, you know, they're not thinking about the SEC. Yes, they are. I can tell you when we get to uh, media days, I think at least in July, I wouldn't be surprised if Texas and Oklahoma 
have a representative up there of sorts. I know that'll be a big discussion in uh, Destin at the spring meetings because it's going <coughs> to, excuse me, it's going to have to do with the scheduling format. And this scheduling format is going to change because Texas and Oklahoma are coming in. So Sark can say what he wants, and that's fine. You know, he, he's being focused. He, you know, I'm only worried about my next game or something like that. But believe me, Texas is very much involved, and the SEC is very much involved in looking at Texas. As far as uh, Arch Manning, I found it interesting that it was Archie Manning that was in the story, not Cooper, his dad, who said that you know he's not accepting any NIL money uh, at this point. You know, he has he will when he starts starting to play and things like that. Well, Cooper did say that he's not coming because of the NIL. He hasn't taken a dime. Now, it did get relayed to him that Archie told him that he's not taking NIL money until he starts. Now, when does the I, grandfather what does the grandfather take priority over I don't, the dad? I don't necessarily I don't disagree with it. I kind of admire him for it. But here's the problem with this. Arch Manning is coming from a well-to-do family. So it's easy for dad or grandpa or mom or whoever to say he's not taking money. He doesn't need money. If it were me, if it were Lee, if it were Triple G, if it were any of us, I mean, we can't relate to that type of place in society. So I don't hate him for saying that. Yeah, but when I saw that story, too, I'm with you, like, because he doesn't need it. He, But he's got spending in, money. Right. Like, what are we talking about? He, He's not— He's, he's not, not starving to say, you know, $5 to go out and get a piece of pizza or something like that like others are on campus. I mean, I, I appreciate the the notion of you got to go earn it, I can, but it's easy for him to say that. How about, how about the kid that had to, you know, had to struggle through his childhood and finally gets his shot? Is he, are we, I mean, it's, we just can't relate. Yeah, we're talking about one of the, you know, with all the royalty going on in England with the, the coronation of the prince, we're talking about basically the uh, royalty of uh, the Manning family down there in New Orleans. And, yeah, do they really need that? No, he doesn't need that. He'll get it. And, and, and probably sooner than later. I mean, you know, all it takes is an injury here or there or yours has a bad game. And before you know it, Arch is in there. I, I would like to see Arch against Alabama. I don't know if it's going to happen. Like I say, it wouldn't happen until game two. But as far as the NIL, NIL I saw that, and I'm like, yeah, it's a big deal. He doesn't need the money. Uh, I'm I'm still blown away by the the royal family reference here. It's uh, a big story coming up in a couple of weeks. Are you going to watch that? Of course not. But it's a big story. That's, it is a big story. I'm telling you it is, but I'm not going to watch it. You don't it. mess with uh, Prince Harry and Meghan Markle. Well, Prince Harry is going. Uh, who's it? Markle? Meghan Markle. Don't play. Don't play she's, ignorant. We know you're a fan. She's, uh, she's staying home. See, you know a little bit. You say of course you I don't do. Know. There, every time you pick up a People magazine, uh, that's all you see, the headlines. Like, I'm so well, sick of reading about What else are you expecting it. to read in People magazine? <laughs> I like the uh, reviews of what's coming up as far as Netflix and uh, the, the, the hot movies and things like that. you need, that. like, a... Uh an entertainment weekly, maybe, is the magazine you should start grabbing for. I used well, to I used to subscribe to Entertainment Weekly back in the day. 
my wife subscribes to People. I take it when I work out. I read it, and every like I said on the cover, nine times out of ten, it's a member. Does of that she ever Royal get family. mad because your her 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 no. People magazine? Oh, isn't absolutely there? not. No, she. Lee, gives it to did them, you like, take my magazine? No, all she, over uh, them. She gives it to me first. Page is all warped from the sweat dripping well, off of you. Let's not get into that. You're or right. ripped, or ripped. Yeah, let's not get into. Let's not get into the. Let's, uh, let's not. Let's not get into why it's warped yes. and the paint. Yeah, let's yeah. not get into all that. Yeah, that's that's behind the scenes. But that so. would make sense with. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but if you're asking, am I going to be watching one second of that? No, no, no. He's got all the Meghan Markle he needs right there in the pages of the People magazine. Like he'll just read about it. He won't what watch it. it. He'll quote-unquote read about I, it. I need to see her. I'll watch that TV show she was in. Was it Suits? Suits. Oh, Suits. she was fantastic. Was she Suits. really? Oh. Was she really? Yeah. I've that, never seen an episode That yet. scene, yeah. It's a, she's a talented actress right there. <laughs> That'll work the magazine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Eric at home is... This is the opening kickoff on the country's first FM all-sports radio station. 105.5 FM WNSP and WNSP.com. The latest sports, news, traffic, weather, and timely guests with Mark Heim and Lee Shermanian. The opening kickoff. Here are Mark and Lee. Hour number three, draft day, boys and girls. Come on out and see us at Walk-Ons today for the WNSP Draft Party. The final draw will be broadcasting out there. The WNSP Draft Challenge takes place. Up for grabs, a Traeger Grill, compliments of Bailey's TV and mattress. As soon as Bryce Young gets selected, we're going to do a drawing for an Alabama jersey. Bryce Young, Alabama jersey, compliments of the vault. Everybody that shows up gets a WNSP t-shirt. Come drink Lee Shervanian under the table. Come debate Nick Wiggins. Whatever you want to do, I'll be at the Papa Shot breaking records. Wow. Yeah, how about that? that that's terrific. All right. Okay. Uh, headlines before we talk more draft. Uh, we had an eight seed beat a one seed. Yeah. Heat. Jimmy Butler, 42 points. Tie, he tied the game with a second to go. He wanted the ball and got it and laid it up. And the Heat beat the Bucks 128-126, only the eighth time ever an AC beats a number one seed. Giannis had a really good game, except if you look at the free throw shooting, he was 10 for 23. And remember, they had the ball, Milwaukee did, with nine seconds to go in overtime and never took a shot. Go figure. Uh, they'll play the Knicks next in Eastern Semis. And the other uh, division, the Western Division, the Lakers lost to Memphis, so you got to have a game six there. And the Golden State Warriors, with only 11 road wins all year, beat the Kings at Sacramento's home court. So they lead three games to two. Let's talk some more draft with Eric at home of NFL.com. So, Eric, good morning. How are you today? I'm doing all right. Yeah, it's, uh, I'm in Kansas City, ready for the big day. Wow. You ready for the concerts? I don't, I don't know. <laughs> I haven't looked into it too hard. Fallout is it Fallout? He said that Jeff Bauer said fall a group called Fallout. I never heard of them. <laughs> Fallout Boy is that what it is? Eric and uh, yeah. Motley Crue. Yeah, I've heard I'll, of. I'll try to hear some music. Luckily, the the draft stage is about I don't know a six iron from my hotel, so I should be able to hear any music even if I'm up here working away or whatever. What's got your attention in this draft? What are some of the priorities? Well, it's I think it starts at number two and just sort of figuring out what directions the Texans take because that's going to dramatically influence the top ten, right? I mean, if, if 
if the pick is C.J. Stroud, okay, that, that kind of follows a little bit more of a, a pattern that basically we've expected for the last several months. Like, even if, if people were confused about Young Stroud, Stroud Young, whichever order it was going to be at one point, you know, it, it sort of made sense to people quarterbacks going off the, the first two picks. But, you know, the, 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 the word on the streets is that the Texans may have other plans. I mean, they, they certainly could trade up to the number three spot. Uh, they're, they're sitting at number 12. If they want back-to-back picks, they can make that happen. They could take the quarterback and the pass rusher because I don't think either Will Anderson or, or Tyree Wilson's making it all the way to 12, and you can't really count on Stroud getting all the way there or, or one of the other quarterbacks. So I think two and three is really where the draft is, is going to be shaped because uh, Arizona certainly could move as well at, at number three. And, you know, they're a team that's, that's pegged with Anderson as well. So it's hard to really know exactly how this thing's going to look. Um. Quick, who am I? I'm a football player. I'm not an S2 taker. <laughs> I was right there when he said it, too. I asked him the question. Uh, that's C.J. Stroud. So, yeah, that wasn't that wasn't a hard one for me. I mean, I just asked him, did he think the the, the, the timing of the, the leak, what, you know, what was his sort of thinking on why that happened when it did? And was he upset? Did he, you know, and, you know, he didn't seem – or he tried to tell us that he wasn't too bothered by it. But, I mean, you know, you could tell. It was probably a little bit of an annoyance that, this, that he's had to answer these questions as the, you know, the draft is about to happen. But I don't know his fate. I really don't. I can't can't exactly figure out how this thing's going to go. This is a very unpredictable draft. I think you've heard me say that before. But, you know, we're now seeing what that exactly means. Are there well, any? I'll go ahead, Mark. I was going to ask you, though, uh, I guess my favorite part of that story, and I wrote that and then linked back to your, your stuff, but what what I love about that is that Cardell Jones started trending on social media as soon as he said that. Yeah, going to school and all that. Yeah, the quote was was a classic. I, I didn't even think about that, but other people immediately made that association and, and started, you know, putting those memes and you know screenshots of that quote up there from Cardell years ago and. Oh man, it's you know that that that's Twitter at its best because we have plenty of complaints about that site over, over you know recent sure. years. But man, that that's that's a good moment. Eric, explain to me, as somebody who has followed the NFL and the drafts for over these years, why why do teams instead of going after a surefire pick at number one, a guy they know is going to come in and start and in contention from rookie of the year? bypass that in favor of potential down the road when they may not even have a job i i'm curious are there surefire picks in this first draft this first round and if, I mean, go ahead yeah no i don't know i mean it's, it's it's one of those years where it's hard to feel completely safe about any guy i mean i'm sure that's that's you know mostly true in any draft but it, it's hard to sit there and say Okay, there are there are no questions about Will Anderson. Well, there are questions about Will Anderson. How's the health of his knee? Right. I mean, he had a a, a better season in 2021 than 22. You know, does he have that typical bulk and length that you hope for in, in an edge? I mean, I think he's a great player. Don't get me wrong, but I'm just saying you can nitpick a lot about almost everybody in this draft. So, you know, that definitely includes Stroud. Doesn't have a killer arm. You know, certainly those tests. Results are going to raise some questions about how quickly he processes, you know, and it may have forced teams to go back to the tape and say, all right, maybe we were talking ourselves into this a little bit. So I don't know if that quite answers your question, but yeah, I think there's just, 
there's there aren't too many home runs in this draft. I think obvious like meatball pitches down the center of the plate. I mean, even Bryce certainly is as as fascinating as he is. You know, obviously the size thing is going to be an issue. The arm strength is not anywhere near the top of the league. But there are good football players in this draft. It just takes a little more sifting through to kind of figure out what the best plan is. All right, let's let's just look at the quarterbacks, and we've been talking a lot about this today. Are there any quarterbacks in this this draft, and you can talk about the five, that you feel can come in and start right away or, or make any kind of noise in this first year in the uh, NFL? Sure, yeah. I mean, I can see Young starting. I, I think if Will Levis goes fourth to the Colts, he's going to be starting day one or very close to day one. You know, they may get a man and he needs a little time. You have Gardner Minshew. Okay, wait, you know, fine. Then then, he, then Gardner gets four starts or eight starts, and then, you know, the, the clock starts on Levis. Stroud, it's hard to know because we don't know where he's going to go if it's Las Vegas. He's certainly going to sit behind Garoppolo for a little bit, right? But if it's somewhere else where there's more of a vacancy like Houston, I, I don't see any reason why they can't. I mean, it's just, are you getting excited about a quarterback who, you know, maybe his peak as a, as a passer is Jared Goff. I, maybe you are. Goff played well last year. He was good at the end of the 21 season too, and the lines are on the rise. So that's kind of what you're getting excited about is, Possibly very good, just maybe not exceptional. There was one player that a couple of weeks ago I read that many felt was a surefire, and that's Jalen Carter. What happens with him tonight? Good question. I think it's looking more and more like he's going to go pretty high in this draft. I mean, I think it's, you know, I think teams have kind of done the work they feel necessary you know, kind of feel like they've crossed off and checked off enough boxes for him to go somewhere in that top five, six, seven picks. Uh, I think I think five through seven is ultimately where he's going to land. Philly could trade up for him. Um, Arizona could move back and maybe grab him. I could see the Seahawks sitting at five if he's there and taking him, depending on what happens ahead of him. You know, it's how many options do they have? If, if Anderson, Tyree Wilson, and Carter are there. Do they take Carter? I don't know. You know, so everyone seems to think it's Seattle. I've kind of moved off that a little bit, but it obviously wouldn't shock me. He's going high. I think he's going in the top ten, and I think, you know, Drew Rosenhaus, to his credit, I think played this right. Eric Edholm, our guest here on WNSP. So you, you wrote about it. We've talked a little bit about it, but do me a favor, because we're having a huge discussion today on which order in which these quarterbacks are being picked, assuming Young goes first, where do you have in order, not necessarily any specific team or would pick, where do you have Stroud, Richardson, Levison, Hooker, in what order do you have them going off the boards tonight? Well, yeah, my mock draft, which I think I was posted about 72 hours ago, it feels like about six weeks now because yeah. <laughs> everything's changed so quickly. But um, I, I had... Stroud going second and the third pick in a trade-up to, to Vegas, but I don't know that that happens. They might be able to sit there at seven and still get him. I, I can't really figure this out, but but then again, last night there was some talk. I was just sort of chatting with some people. Hey, what are you here? What's the buzz? And they said, Stroud may go number two. <laughs> so after all this, this yeah. you know, hair-pulling and hand-wringing and what's going what's gonna to happen at two, maybe it is Stroud all along. I really truly don't know. Everyone... 
I think for the for sake of TV and secrecy, this is going to be a pretty tightly contained draft this year, and it's going to lead to to some some interest, some some excitement, some ratings. But yeah, I think Levis to, to the Colts is the pick there. Whether he's the second or third, it's hard to say. So you can kind of flip flop those two, and Richardson will be the fourth quarterback drafted. I I feel pretty good about that, but I don't feel exceptional about that. So this first time we've had a chance to talk to you since the Rodgers deal, your take on Aaron Rodgers to the Jets, who got the better of the deal, and does does Rodgers make the Jets a Super Bowl contender? Yeah, I mean, the last question's tough. Uh, you know, he talked yesterday about playing multiple years and all that. And, you know, maybe that happens, but, you know, he was in a place that was very comfortable, very known to him. He controlled a lot of factors in Green Bay and, you know, wasn't able to get it done in the last several years with some better teams than what the Jets have now. The Jets are talented. They're, they're up and coming. I think they're going to have a, you know, productive week because Joe Douglas knows the draft and does it well. But the price they paid, and, I mean, I think Green Bay made out. And you could hear yesterday they were beyond ready to move on from Aaron. Like, they respected everything he did for them. And I think they paid good homage to him. And But it was clear the whole FaceTime thing and, who didn't call who back and all that. I, I think Brian Gutekunst was like, look, <laughs> it's, this is the timing couldn't be better. We now can shift to the draft. And, and they moved up in round one. You know, they have a, a pick that's probably going to be a number one next year, extra ammo in this draft. I feel like they hit a home run in this one. I feel like uh... – I, you probably have this problem. I have this problem, Lee. Like, every normal person probably has a problem where every once in a while you don't get good reception in your house with your cell phone. That's just an everyday problem. I'm not buying that from Aaron Rodgers. You're Aaron freaking Rodgers. You, you're going to tell me your cell plan doesn't afford you the, the luxury of, of, of receiving calls in your own home? Well, he, he apparently was working well when, when uh, Adam Schefter and Diana Rossini texted him, right? I mean, yeah. like, he got those texts, so... Uh, you know, I guess it, it's in and out is how he would describe it, right? Some days it's good, some days not so good. That felt like a like a wild excuse to me, kind yeah. of thing that like, you know, my my eight eight year old is going to be making in a couple of years when, yeah. when they don't do their homework or something, and I'll roll my eyes and say, yeah, right. Yeah, I'm I mean, sure it, that's what happened. You know, if he's in the cave or whatever, the meditation cave, yeah. I get it, but. Yeah. I thought they had good Wi-Fi out there. That's what I was told. I don't know. <laughs> hey, great stuff, man. Thank you so much for always having some time with us. I know it's going to be a busy day for you today and tonight. Enjoy it. But before you get out of here, tell everybody how uh, people can follow your coverage of everything going down tonight. Yeah, NFL.com. Check it out. I'm going to be writing a lot tonight and next two nights as well. And uh, check me out on Twitter, Eric, with a C underscore Ed Holm, E-D-H-O-L-M. All right. Give Roger a hug for us. <laughs> I will. See you guys. All right. That's Eric at home, ladies and gentlemen. All right. We're coming back with scoreboard traffic and weather. Uh, we got some uh, Jalen Wayne scheduled to join us next. And we have some South Alabama baseball tickets for you as well. Don't go anywhere. Still plenty left in an NFL draft edition of the opening kickoff right here on the sports station WNSP. This is C.J. Mosley, inside linebacker, and you listen to the sports station, WNSP 105.5. You want to say the fans, New York Jet fans, because they're really excited right now. <laughs> I just want to say I'm as hungry as you guys are. I know it's been a long time since we've been in the playoffs, even longer time since we've been in the Super Bowl. But I promise you I'm as hungry as you guys are, and I'm excited to meet you all and to uh, 
be a part of something special this year. So come along for the ride. All right, that's Aaron Rodgers, the newest New York Jet. Welcome back in. It's the opening kickoff right here on Draft Day. You know, he had a good opening line, too, uh, when he came in and said, you know, that 1969 Lombardi trophy looks lonely because there's been no others alongside it. He did not guarantee a Super Bowl, though. You know, speaking about Draft Day, too, you remember when Aaron Rodgers slipped way down, uh, probably left a chip on his shoulder? I think he went. 22nd or something like that there were all kinds of expectations he would go a lot higher i'll tell you what when you uh book uh, dr christopher Mullenix, you're going to the best uh, he's got a great team there at mobile oral facial surgery with dr aaron wallander and dr michael babson i know this because i've been there many many times and i'm sure there's others out there that are uh, very very good but to me dr Mullenix has, has done wonders uh, restoring, let's say, my teeth with his dental implants and so forth. But they specialize in a whole bunch of other things like uh, facial trauma, knocked out teeth, uh, wisdom teeth, jaw surgery, goes on and on. Members of my family have been there for other issues, namely uh, wisdom teeth. Uh, you do not need a referral or certainly not a recommendation, although you could use mine. I mean, it's not going to matter. You just give them a call, and they're going to take you in there at 471-3381. And they're located at 715 Downtowner Boulevard. As I like to mention every now and then, when I had my seven or eight dental implants, I lost count. No pain and very little discomfort the next day. Uh, the Mobile Oral Facial Surgery uh, Championship Drive will take us to Mobile Christian tomorrow. Uh, all right, you guys can jump in, 694-1055. I say that with a minute left in the segment, but jump uh, quickly. Our, our our debate continues over what order the quarterbacks will be taken and Nick's wild, wild take on Anthony Richardson. Yeah, my wild, wild take that lines up with every NFL analyst and draft expert. Yeah, real wild. That's not true, though, Nick. I've heard so many counter with what you said not everyone okay that's like like saying well something (laughs) so let me ask you this if richardson and and again we don't know how high he's going to go it'll probably be in the top 10 because a lot of these gms that say oh he may be the next great quarterback so what would you speculate that he's going to become a starter in game one, is he going to lead a team to the postseason? I mean, you're so high on this guy that's had very little experience. What do you yeah, see yeah. happening? Well, you see, look, I get it. The guy's only started 13 games. Who else started 13 games and was drafted high? Mitch Trubisky. Big bust. I get that. But? But if Mitch Trubisky was built like Anthony Richardson, he'd still be the starter of Chicago, and he'd be on a $40 million deal per year right now. Here's my here's my issue uh, with any quarterback. Like you, you talk about his speed and running, not many of them stick around every game because they're usually on yeah, the sidelines hurt, right? with injuries. Lamar Jackson, uh, Fields. But Cam How Newton? about Robert Griffin? Is there anybody? Uh, this guy's way bigger than Robert Griffin. Lee, you're not hearing me. He's big as Cam Newton. Who cares how He's big, big you as are? Josh Allen. Those quarterbacks take hits what, every game. Do you think, game, you think there's midgets? They're ready for the next play. Yeah, you they're think these are midgets tackling them on the defense? What are we talking? We're talking about huge defensive linemen. And I'm talking about a huge quarterback that's bigger than a lot of the defensive linemen. Hold on. Did Lee just say midgets? Yeah, I don't I think did. you can say that anymore. I'm not sure you can say that anymore. I did say it. Jalen Wayne is next. Stay with us right here on the sports station, WNSP.
Look at them Jaguars, look at them Jaguars, love the way they play that game. Look at them Jaguars, scoring them home runs, the Sunbelt's gonna be their fame. South Alabama, Welcome back in, 833. Uh, that that song could mean only one thing, Lee. For tickets to Sunday's South Alabama game against the Troy Trojans. So uh, get ready to answer this question. By the way, we did not get a winner on the Chick-fil-A today. Uh, the answer, Washington Commanders slash Redskins have drafted the most Alabama players of any of the college teams. So this one's on the NBA. We mentioned that uh, Miami's win over... Uh, the Heat, uh, I'm sorry, over the Bucks yesterday was only the eighth time a 8B to 1. Name the last 8th seed to beat a number 1 seed. If you know the answer, the just give us the NBA team that accomplished that. If you know the answer, 694-1055, you're going to the JAG game on Sunday. By then, we're hoping that Jalen Wayne would have been drafted. He's the wide receiver from South Alabama. He is uh, on the line with us right now. Jalen, welcome to WNSP's opening kickoff. Good morning. How are you today? Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. How are y'all doing? Today? Good. Thank y'all for having me on. Uh, are you going to have a uh, a draft party at any time this week? Uh, yes, sir. I'm going to be headed up there in a couple hours. I'm supposed to be checking in the Airbnb today. So where's your party going to be? Uh, Gulf Shores. Oh, yeah. All right. I like it. Uh, what time oh. we need to be there? Uh, um, Saturday, most likely like during the daytime. Any right. anytime? Uh, what are you serving? Uh, food? <laughs> I don't know. My mom and my dad you know, said they're going to surprise me, so I don't really know yet. Now, I got to warn you, you don't want Shervanian showing up in Gulf Shores because, you know, he lives by the motto, sun's out, gun's out, and I don't want him to put you to shame. No, 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 no. I don't think they're going to do that. <laughs> <laughs> so, Jalen, is your uncle coming in? Uh, uh, I don't think he is. I think he's going to be probably dealing with drafting and selecting guys. So, I don't think he's going to pull, pull up down here. Uh, Jalen's uncle, one of the all-time great receivers with the Colts. Uh, how much of a help has he been, if any, getting you ready for the draft? Uh, he's he's definitely been a ton of help. Uh, he's been a ton of help throughout my career, but just in general through this process, like he's been definitely like he just texting me every other day, but, like just letting me know what to be worried about. He helped me out with the Senior Bowl back in uh, in February, and then uh, with the combine, I got to meet him in person and just talk through the whole thing with him there. So it was pretty cool to experience that. Are you uh, are you the type of person that will sit and watch the draft like tonight, the whole first round, maybe tomorrow? Obviously on the <laughs> Saturday. Do you really yeah. like watching it? Yes, sir. Uh, for the past like three three years, just because like Tober was in there last year, and yeah. Kawan Baker was in there the year before. I watched like from start to finish these past four years. So yeah, I'm definitely that type of guy. So what do you think about the draft coverage? Do you like all that analyzing stuff that they do, the interviews? What, what, Or do you like watching Roger Goodell tell people they're on the clock? What what intrigues you? Uh, yeah, the draft is definitely just interesting. I just like to see how everything's run. I mean, obviously, every guy's just had that dream of being, you know, in that green room going on that first night. But, you know, sometimes it doesn't end up that way. But it's just exciting seeing guys, you know, 
see their dreams come true. You see prospects from these P5 schools that's going through the same thing that I go through. So just seeing them get to that finish line slash starting point again is just, you know, a good feeling to see. And then it's just amazing seeing all those fans in one place. So it'll be exciting tonight. I know it will for sure. Jalen Wayne joining us, uh, South Alabama wide receiver, came out of Spanish Fort, uh, actually started his high school career at Faith, then to Spanish Fort. So what what are you hearing from NFL people about your uh, draft status? Uh, what are they telling you? Yes, uh, um, it's been it's been real good news since uh, since uh, pro day ended. Uh, I've been getting told a whole bunch of things. I mean, I've been getting told seven rounds to fourth round and everywhere in between. So really, I have no concrete answers on it. I'm really just waiting till Saturday to see what round we go in. But uh. Yeah, I feel good. I, I've been told I'll get my name called, so that's a blessing. But uh, other than that, I'm just, you know, eager to see what home and what team I get to go put new threads on for. All right, uh, here we go. Quick quick uh, Q&A with you, real quick. Um, would you rather have, in a game, more catches or more receiving yards? More catches or more receiving yards? Yeah. Uh, yards for sure. I feel like that's just, you know, the more yards you get, you can catch like three passes and get almost 150 yards uh, on those three passes. So the more extensive the catches are with those yards, the better I'll take yards. So you, you take a, you take a five catches for 127 yards and a win over Monroe, than say a 10 catch 100 yard performance later in the season. <laughs> Definitely. That means I did. I, that, I, that means I did my job in, in less of my times for them to give me the ball, and other people got to have fun that day too. So definitely. <laughs> Who Who's the player that talked the most trash throughout your college career or high school? Maybe it was uh, high school. Uh, throughout my whole career, um, there was this one cornerback that played at Coastal Carolina. His name's Jordan. Me and him are friends now, but. Uh, the Jordan talked a lot of crap when we went up to Coastal Carolina, like my COVID year. Yeah, and I remember never, never forget that he came back that next season and talked the same about at, at home. So definitely him. Uh, what is your? Uh, who was your biggest high school rival, school wise? School wise, uh, in basketball because I was a big basketball guy at Faith Academy. It was St. Paul's and uh, J. L. Johnson in Birmingham because we met up with them like every year for six years straight in the final four. But um, And football, when I went to Spanish Fort, our rival was Daphne High School, and that was, that was too much fun. But, yeah, th- those are my rivals. Did you ever lose to St. Paul's when you were playing basketball? I definitely did. Um, I was hanging out with my friend from my old apartment. He went to St. Sp- I mean, Paul's when I was, uh, used to play there. His best friend, well, one of his best friends, hit a game winner on us when I was younger. So we were talking about that the other week. <laughs> who, who was the uh, who was the toughest defensive back you had to go against? Toughest defensive back? I didn't really see uh, a defensive back that was just like dominating or like you know taking me out of the game entirely. But that was a DB against Southern Miss. Uh, Natron Brooks. He he did a good film study that week. He was calling out a lot of our plays, but um, I mean he kind of slowed me down a little bit. But other than that, he was just calling out plays, calling out formations. That was just the toughest thing to deal with last season. Who's the better football player, Jalen Tolbert, Jalen Wayne, or Jalen Hurts? Uh, uh, <laughs> Jalen Wayne. 
I'll go with Jalen Tolbert next and then Hurts after both of us. <laughs> Talk about Jalen Wayne in South Alabama. Did you ever come back to a huddle? Let's say you were wide open and whoever was quarterbacking just didn't see you. Or Did you ever come back and say, what's wrong? Why didn't you throw it to me? Uh, probably in practice, but not in the game. I don't like to get uh, I don't like to get in my quarterback's head and get in his face during the game. He's got a lot, enough dealing with Coach Applewhite through the mic, so I, I don't like to add to that. But uh, definitely done that a bunch of times at practice. But <laughs> but you're always open, right? I mean, every receiver's always open. Yeah. Uh, yes, sir. <laughs> yeah, we've asked you this question before because this is not the first time you've been on with us. Tell our listeners you you mentioned basketball. When did the switch occur? When did the when did you decide that you know what maybe my future is in football, not basketball? Uh, yes, sir. Uh, yeah, my um, junior year in high school, I had just finished basketball, uh, getting into spring football uh, towards like the month of May, like really the last school. I mean, last month of school. My friends just came to me. My teacher came to me, sat down with me, and was just telling me it would be a better decision to try out football. So that last month of school, I just went out to the spring team and tried out, and then it's been, uh, I, I guess, uh, the story just started then. <laughs> you mentioned, uh, Jalen, you mentioned about how you do follow the draft, and I, I think we'll try to include you in our conversation on this. Are you familiar with the quarterbacks that could go in the first round? We're talking about Bryce Young, uh, C.J. Stroud, Will Levis. Anthony Richardson, yes, and perhaps Hooker. In what order do you feel these quarterbacks will go tonight? Mm-hmm. Not not, not based on which teams they go to, just like mm-hmm. one, two, three, four, five. Wh- how do you think they'll go in the draft? Yeah, yeah, yes, sir. Um, I definitely think uh, – I think I think Bryce, Bryce Young is worth that number one pick. Uh, I got a chance to actually throw and catch with him at this Manning Passing Academy in uh, Louisiana last summer with some of my other teammates and like the way he was throwing the ball out there commanding his little quarterback group was just like something I haven't seen from a guy of that stature and of that age so it's just cool to see a guy be mature beyond his uh, his years but after him I think CJ Stroud he's a hell of a quarterback at the combine he was just throwing balls in in my in in the bucket every single time and then uh, I like Will Levis after him Anthony Richardson, just because, like, he's got a lot of upside, but I haven't seen him really throw the football as much as I would like to catch it. So, I, I, I don't know. I don't like running quarterbacks for real. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I, I could see why a receiver wouldn't. A- absolutely. So, what do you make of all this ST cognition test stuff? Did you have to do it? I'm not going to ask you your grade, but what, what kind of, if you did, are there, is, what kind of questions is it? Is it like the Wonderlake? Uh, yes, sir. It's a whole bunch of cognitive tests, but yeah, that test we took at the Senior Bowl. I'm pretty sure we probably took another one at the Combine. But you take so many of them from d- different teams, just trying to you know get insight on your mind and what you, how you think. That uh, it, it's all kind of the same. But the one look test is definitely different. But the, the uh, cognitive test, it wasn't that difficult. Uh, you just gotta really pay attention and kind of just have a long attention span. If you if you don't like sitting in one place and looking at stuff for too long, you might not do too good on it though. Okay, so without pointing any fingers, though, could 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 I, as a guy that hasn't played football since I was in like fifth grade, could I do better than eighteen percent? Uh, you, could. <laughs> well, you, you don't know Mark that well, though. Yeah, you, you, yeah. Clearly, you don't know me. Uh, <laughs> I can, I can assume we can say with great, great confidence that you did do better than eighteen percent. 
Uh, yes, sir. I think I think I did. I, I definitely took a long time in there, but it, it's a lot of time and aspects of it too. It's not really much football stuff. Like it's it's really just different questions. It, I, it's hard to explain. But Is, like, it, can if you, you think... ever took a concussion test? I feel like that's the closest you could get to it. Is can you remember an example of some of the random questions that you would get? Yes, sir. Um, it was like one little. Uh, it was like one little example thing or like uh, test part where they would show like dots and they would pop them all across the screen, and then they would just disappear, and then a whole bunch of dots would pop up on the screen, and you're supposed to pick where those dots were that were just on the screen. And it's like, when it gets to, like, six, seven dots, it's so hard to, like, remember where all of them are. But it's just stuff like that that tries to, like, test your memory and all that stuff that's just confusing. But you just got to pay attention. So let me ask you this. Do they tell you, though, that they're not going to release the scores? Do they say this uh, is private? I actually, I actually do not remember. I, like that was at the senior bowl that I remember doing that. But I was so worried about putting the helmet on, and getting to practice. I really wasn't caring. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Jalen, uh, leading up to the draft, I assume you're working out. What have you been doing? Staying in town, or have you been out of town working out? Uh, no, so I've definitely been in town. Uh, I bought an Airbnb in Midtown. I stayed there for a little while before the draft, and every day I was just getting up, conditioning, trying to lose all that uh, muscle weight that I got out at training, and then uh, just working on route, getting back in the groove, getting ready for minicamp, because I know after this weekend, everything just starts over again. Who's been throwing the football to you? Uh, Cephas Johnson. <laughs> oh, I remember him, yeah, from Davidson. Yes, sir. Yeah, he was with South for a while. So, uh, any other quarterbacks you've been working out with? Uh, not, not, not any other quarterbacks. I worked out with Tyson Bates, and he's another prospect in the draft when I was at training. But uh, I haven't got to really work out with any quarterbacks in, in this training process. All right, before we let you go, tell me something about Kane Womack that I don't know that might turn him three shades of red next time we have him on the show. Yeah, I think Coach Womack is uh, a little bit more of a comedian than people think he is. Uh, I was just thinking about that the other day. I was reminiscing when I went back to the building. It's just like every time we had a team meeting, he'll always like start a segment and include a player. And as soon as the player like gave back a response or like gave him a answer to a question, like he would just come back with some smart remark to like you know just kind of not like belittle him, but just you know a coach just kind of teasing on one of his players or something but it's just some like odd ways that he finds a way to integrate players in the team meetings and like just into the team in general but yeah that's just one thing i feel like not many people know did he ever do that to you uh yeah he's done that to me a bunch of times but uh yeah yeah definitely do you want me to relay a message to him on your behalf as as payback next time we have him on as payback, yeah. uh, no, I don't, I don't, I don't really got any payback with, uh, with Coach Womack, but I definitely just let him know that I appreciate him for getting me to this point and appreciate him for just taking a chance on a young freshman back when he was here the first time. Man, that ain't no fun, but, yeah, I'll relay the message. Okay. Hey, con <laughs> con congratulations on all the success, man. It's been a lot of fun to watch your career since you since high school and, and, and through college, and to, to be at this point is – is 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 just awesome man i know you got a lot of folks sure, in the area um uh supporting you and we wish you the best of luck this weekend man we'll be in touch enjoy it enjoy it thank you thank you and, and, and appreciate y'all and everything that y'all have done for me and having me on for these couple of times but i just appreciate talking to y'all for sure well, we, we'll get you back on after you get drafted because that's going to be the big story jalen good luck 
Sure. Thank you all. Yep, that's Jalen Wayne. Enjoyed it. Uh, he's always been really good with his time. When we come back, closing ceremonies, I'm going to tell you all where to be tonight and why. As always, we'll set the table for tomorrow as well. The opening kickoff, one final segment here on a very wet and dreary Thursday. But fear not, it's draft day. Go home and pop on the Kevin Costner movie just to get ready. Bonte Mack, no matter what. I wonder if we can get walk-ons to put that on one of the TVs. Yeah, because there won't be anything else. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, have y'all ever been to a sports bar and you've had that one guy put on that one show on that one TV like nobody else wants to see? Yeah, man. I went to Bubba Gump Shrimp Company this one time and they just kept playing the same movie on every TV over and over. I don't know what was going on. Was there any movie in particular? I can't, I can't think of the name of it. <laughs> Stay with us. One final segment. Hi, this is Phil Steele, and you're listening to WNSP 105.5. view this season as a failure oh my god uh, you asked me the same question last year eric okay uh do you get do you get a promotion every year on your job no right so every year you work is a failure yes or no no every every year you work you work towards something towards a goal right with which is to get a promotion to be able to uh, take care of your family to be able i don't know um, provide the house for them or take care of your parents. You work towards a goal. It's not a failure. It's steps to success. Michael Jordan played 15 years, won six championships. The other nine years was a failure. That's what you're telling me. Wow. <laughs> Talking about research. Giannis, uh, every once in a while you'll get a really, really? kind of deep, insightful answer from an athlete, and that was Giannis yesterday. He was. I, I give him a lot of credit. I Yeah. Nine failures for Michael Jordan. Way to go, uh, now, Giannis. The only way, I, like, I think a lot in certain circumstances, I think if you, in, in with certain sports and certain programs, certain players, if you don't win a championship, it's deemed a failure, it right? Is. I, I it think is. I think people would say that Alabama football this past year was, it, it failed in what the ultimate goal was. I know everybody's goal is to win a championship, but there are only so many that have that realistic goal. You know, Mark, in baseball with the Braves, remember that run they had about 15 or 14 straight years of winning the division? And they only won one World Series? Yeah. And some people will point to that as being failures for only winning one World Series. The Buffalo Bills. Four straight straight, appearances. I, I like Giannis's response, though. It was, I, no, it was yeah. well done. And for a guy that, you know, he had a great—you look at his stat line, except for free throws, he had a terrific night coming back from that back injury, but he missed 10 out of 23 free throws, and that final basket in regulation, the pass went over him. Somehow, Gabe Vincent got the ball to Butler, and they scored and went into overtime. Well, what about him remembering it was the same question last year? You asked me the same question last year. That's, that's, yeah, he said his name. Too. Yeah, that's that's pretty good. I like it. I like it too. I, 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 I give him a lot of credit for that answer. I kind of like when athletes hold the media guys responsible, right, or accountable. Like we, as media entities, we're always holding these athletes or whoever we interview or talk about accountable. I don't mind every once in a while that they flip the script a little bit and and uh, 
and, and, and turn the tables on some of the media yeah. folks. I, I can't wait in, in six years after uh, Anthony <laughs> Richardson <laughs> wins his MVP and he calls into the show and says, hey, Nick, you know, I just want to give you credit, man. I remember you vouching for me back in the day. And, you know, I'm going to go ahead and give you some tickets. I'm going to fly you out here. Uh, to our Super Bowl game, I can't. I can't wait for that. I, I hope you're onto something because I just I go back in history here before you came along and maybe even before you were even at MGM, <laughs> where we had a uh, board op. As I was driving away because I had to be somewhere and I heard him on the air say, "And Andrew Zal will be playing on Sundays," and I started Sunday. What other than the National Football League? What other league is there? And I, I never forgot that because I said that was kind of like, okay, that's his opinion, even though I thought it was way off. So we'll see. And you said six years? Yeah. Okay. I Give don't, or take. All right. I'll, I'll just probably just Now, wait a minute. You. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. The way you were playing him up, though, six years, six it sounds years, like, according to Giannis, the first five would be, you know, failures. failure. At six years, the arm and the accuracy and the mindset will have finally reached – the peak that his athletic ability is at, and that'll be right before the athletic ability starts to dip a little bit. Okay, so let me ask so you this. Six, that's the key window. All right, si six years and six years. So let me ask you this. So in those six years, how many front office and coaching regime changes will be made because clearly they got punished for drafting Anthony Richardson? Pete Carroll, uh, if he retires, maybe. But I think he'll still be there. Okay, I have the a Bulvarians are at the gate. <laughs> Nick, I have a question, and, and be honest with me, all right? I'm always honest with you. I hope so. Do you really say this because that was a lie? No, I'm kidding. You, uh, <laughs> do you say this because you really, really believe it, or just because you want to be heard? I genuinely believe that because Anthony Richardson is the most athletic player in the draft, not quarterback. So y'all keep comparing him to Mike Vick. And Cam Newton, those are just athletic quarterbacks. This guy's going to be the most athletic guy on the field. He had one of the highest grades on this little S2 test that everybody's bragging about and talking about. He did excellent in that. And from what I've seen and heard, he seems to have a Hall of Fame work ethic. Whenever he had that bad game against Kentucky, he put the blame all on himself. He said, team, I am sorry. I will be better. Was he? So with that mindset and with his God-gifted ability and the way that he can just throw a pass, just would not you, even looking, and it'll go 60 you, yards uh, off his back <laughs> foot. Yeah. I, and Once he can dial that into hitting a receiver, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, quarter, it's over. Quarterbacks are always throwing 60-yard passes Once, these days. This is, this is, this is Nick's... Two two minute. Would you? This is this is a summary of what he just said, right? When Anthony Richardson can hit a receiver, he's going to be a great quarterback. So let me ask you this: Would you take him over <laughs> Bryce Young? You know that's tough. I I view them very equal because he Bryce Young, he's the complete opposite. Really small guy. Okay, and look, Bryce Young, he can move a little bit. Now that's the type of guy you're going to be worried about running outside the pocket and making a play because if he gets hit. He might really be down, but you, we, we've seen Bryce Young perform in big moments and without elite wide receiver talent. I don't know if you're aware of this, but in uh, Richardson's career at Florida, he was injured quite a bit and was not always in the lineup. I don't know if you're aware of that. Don't let facts I'm get sorry. in the way yeah, of his good I'm story. Sorry. I'm sorry about that. I apologize.
All right, guys, where are you going to be tonight? Hey, walk-ons, be there or be square. Lee can be both. The final drive from 3 to 6 at walk-ons on airport. The WNSP draft challenge gets started. Come predict the top 10. You get it right. You're better than everybody else. Boom, Traeger Grill from Bailey's TV and Mattress. We're going to give away, as soon as Bryce gets drafted, an Alabama jersey with Bryce's name on it thanks to the vault and WNSP t-shirts for everybody. You get a shirt. You get a shirt. You. Yeah, get we're going to be Oprah up in that place. So come on out and uh, have some fun. Drink Shervanian under the table. Smack Nick upside the head. We'll see you there. We'll talk to you tomorrow from Mobile Christian. See ya!